referencing a Drewski meme, and then I have to explain who Drewski is. And sometimes people don't know who Drewski is, and that's confusing to me because I'm like, how do you not know who Drewski is at this point? Yeah. So, Stevie. So, Corey. Tell me why you think this was the wrong movie. Why you didn't know that this was the right movie. I thought for some reason that it was like Big Daddy era movie that you liked a lot when you were younger mm. and have just always loved and held on to. So, and we won't get into it, the movie yet, but when you saw this movie, you were still questioning whether this was the right one? Yeah, because then I was like, maybe I'm misremembering how he explained this to me and that he had only gotten the DVD of it in a store and just never streamed it. And that was the, mis- not like the mysterious quality, but like the scarce quality while like... Was yeah. an instant recommendation because you knew that you'd have to rent it to watch it or something like that. No, it was a pain in the ass because it was like, like yeah, I told you I heard an interview with the dude and and he was describing the movie and how much he loved it and and like that sold me right there. Uh-huh. And then he started talking about how it was like a COVID, you know, it got pushed back because of COVID mm-hmm. and um and it was supposed to be in theaters and it didn't and then he didn't know when it was getting released. And he literally never even saw, like, the trailer or anything. And he finally saw a trailer. And, like, I think, like, the trailer dropped and, like, announced that it was going to be, like, digital only. It was, like, a straight-to-digital release. And they didn't even allow rentals. So when it came out, like, I went and looked for it. And I was like, I can't even pay five bucks to just, like, fucking rent it. That's wild. And I was pissed. It was, like, 20 bucks digital, right? Right, for rental. So I went to V-Stock right next to where Ian, well... Not to put him on blast. I went to... <laughs> well, <laughs> is that... Wait, no, I know where V-Stock is. That's right out in the Chesterfield well, Mall. Oh, well, yeah, we could say that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Are there other V-Stocks? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys know that was a joke, but... uh, um, Yeah, there are other V-Stocks. Oh. Yeah. It was a different one. I That's a to. crazy V-Stock, though. Have you ever been yeah, there? I have. Yeah, it's great. Like the escalators. Multiple stores? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stories. Yeah, but so anyway, I went to V-Stock and I got it. And it was like 15 bucks on DVD. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Yeah. I own it now. And I, I, it was literally, I had to search for to find that DVD just to watch it. It was it was terrible. And then that's why I was kind of freaking out the other day. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, how's Stevie going to watch this? I'm like, yeah. I'm going to have to get him this DVD somehow. And, and I want to rewatch it. but It's on Stars. It's, it's Stars? Okay. I thought yeah. It, yeah. Okay. Or Hulu okay. if you have the premium subscription Stars. Okay. But but we'll we'll get back to We'll get back to the movie later. How was your week, Stevie? My week's been pretty good. Pretty good. Dropped a new song. That Fuck feels yeah. good. First song of the year. Fuck that yeah. feels nice. Uh, I binged. I actually didn't know what to play. Oh, I was going to say you should play Rob's new song. Mm. That's a good start off <laughs> energy. Did you watch that video yet? I haven't. I haven't. Oh, my gosh. You Rob's going to be video. pissed that I just said it. Mm. <laughs> I'm just joking, <laughs> Rob. I'm sorry. Dude, you got to check out the video. Stop what you guys are doing right now and go watch. All right. Well, Rob's I was going to give you the plug, but. Um, it was very funny and very enjoyable. I'll probably watch it again later. Uh, but no, my week's been good. I've been to two TV shows since the last uh, episode, and so that was weird. I think that like threw my whole brain off a little bit. You said what? I binged two TV shows, one-season TV shows. The first one was Yellow Jacket. Yeah. That right, was so Yellow Jacket was incredible, and wait, you know what I'm about to say, what? but. The uh, one of the actors in our movie today is in Yellow Jacket. Who? Uh, the main girl in this movie. Caroline. Yeah. Or yeah, the one that the girlfriend of the person who's dead. Spoiler alert. 
Sorry. Well, that's I'm the main kidding. point of the. That's the main plot. I'm just kidding. She's in uh, Yellow Jacket. Yeah, she's in Yellow Jacket, which is a a great show. Um, and then I also watched this one on Netflix called Archi- Archive Eighty One. So that was pretty creepy. I heard some things about Yellow Jacket. What'd you hear? I heard, um, I heard that they fucked the ending up. Who said that? Um, a podcast I listened to. Maybe. I heard that they <laughs> fucked it up, and there was something specific I was going to bring up to you about, and it was, oh I, god, it was one thing that they were upset about. I liked the ending, but I guess I could see how people would be frustrated with it. Um. Yeah, there's a few a few things that you could be frustrated with. I think I realized midway through the show, I was expecting them to wrap up everything in this season, and I was like, oh, I see how this could go on for multiple seasons now. Um, so I think it probably will go on for multiple seasons. Because hmm. it's like a plane crash, but at the same time, it's 20 years after the plane crash. Hmm. Sorry, I'm having issues with my fucking computer, bro. Some technical difficulties. The other movie I watched, or TV show, is Archive 81. If you're in anything spooky, it's pretty spooky. Have you had any issues with your Mac? Uh, Sometimes, a little bit. It's the M1 chips. Really? With certain things, like what? Well, I can't even get to Apple Music. Oh, that's weird. Um, I hate the fucking mouse pads. Yeah, my mouse pad might be different. I don't know. Yeah, we definitely have different computers. Yeah, yeah. I have the 13. And you, yeah, you have the 13M1. Yeah. Dude, this know. ain't kind of it, it. Like, just some shit just won't even work, bro. It like, it takes me to albums every time I click on Apple Music. Maybe you have to like close out of it then open it up again. Dude, I am upset with this. Uh, last night, first time in Premiere, crashed. Damn. <laughs> that kind of explodes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Have, have have you had any programs crash yet? Sorry. No, no programs I'm, crash I'm just yet. pissed off now. No, fair enough. I haven't had anything crash. Sometimes Logic does this like weird freezy thing um, where I'm like clicking on things and then it kind of freezes and I have to like click around to get it unfrozen. Really? But I think it, part of it is just the M1 chips for whatever reason. I don't really understand what they do, but I mean the what they do wrong that makes things glitch up, but they're fast. Um, how's your week been besides the Mac issues? <laughs> <laughs> Good, man. Just fucking busy, man. I'm excited. Yeah. Excited to end my week tomorrow. Yeah, um, I know that feeling. Yeah, I'm tired, man. I've been doing a lot of shooting at work. That's um, tight. Dude, those photos you posted this week were crazy. Of uh, like you and Ian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I saw uh, that, I saw that one picture of you. I, I forgot what was the first one. I was like, ah, the camera's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, it felt good. We went out and shot some photos on Sunday just for fun, and Ian shot some of me, bro. I know, like, kind of like, you know, I, I've gotten a lot of good photos of me over the year now. Yeah. But I, I feel like I'm officially about to have like someone who can, who, because Ian's like pretty eager to shoot photos now. That's tight. You know, and and it's like nice to like do like I was on the other side of the camera for once, like for yeah. real, for real, not just like you know, not just like the here, snap some some of me real quick, yeah. you know, like. I actually was, like, modeling in a sense. That's nice. It's a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, we shot some photos, man. We shot a little promo video that I'm trying to edit. Um, but Premiere's giving you a hard time. Yeah, but my shit crashed. Maybe you got to see if uh, there's, like, an operating system update. 
Maybe. I think there actually might be an update, but... You're right. Thank you, Stevie. Just fucking restarted it, and now it should work. Wow. Let's try this again. It was new. It was fire. Something new. Fuck yes. All right. Finally, we can play this new Rob record to start the pod off with. Man, are you fucking ready, dude? It's episode 49. I am. I almost said, I almost was going to be like, you should watch the whole video right now. But there's uh, a, there's a chunk of uh, skits before. I was going to go to the video, but then I kind of figured that. Dude, yeah. that fucking, all right, Rob, I know you got to be listening, right? That promo video is the funniest shit in <laughs> the world, bro. Me and Ian <laughs> literally filmed a funny promo video on Sunday, and now I'm like, is it even worth it? You know, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Rob just did the funniest shit yeah. I've ever seen, bro. That shit is great. It was the video is great too. The video is a great follow up. Is it like, is it like with the the? Do they kind of film it in the same time? Yeah, like it's at that barber shop or whatever. It's at like, that barber shop. Okay, that's dope. I'm excited. I'm excited to see that, Rob. Congrats, Rob, on the release. Congrats, Stevie, on the release as well. I'm Thank sorry, you. I was gonna plug you, bro, but you. <laughs> You can close it out. You can close it out with my song. All right, all right. That's a, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. To the uh, to the movie club host that dropped records this week. This Woo! this episode's for you. 2022, we're going crazy. Oh my God! Could you give me a fucking break, buddy? Ooh, came in hot. I'm <laughs> it's, sorry. It's where he says the buddy. The buddy is. I love Walgreens, but I be stealing. <laughs> Nigga, fucking buy a away stuff. They don't want some filthy. This corona anxiety feel like it could kill me. Identity, my crisis, search the bottom, trying to reel me. Wife and doctor, but she still love them bent back. And when she bent back, I be harder than the LCAT. Little checks get set back. Thousand dollars ain't been a lot since high school. Nigga, where my M's at? So cash my basement. Nigga, where my friends at? But the face is getting dark, where the tens at? And any night I choose, I get fucked. Throw the hem back. I'ma kill my landlord, and I'm snatching. All my rent back Yeah, speed it up, nigga Where the bands at? COVID put some paper Polo pockets But they been packed Third employment, 10 racks Less tax FBI, man, inside my phone Climbed out and tried to kill me When I said that Fuck the IRS You better get this rent back I don't trust a single place Where the feds at I don't all my god girls Bringing dead back Dick tastes so good She ain't even want her Yeah, dick tastes so good She ain't even want her head back She look like the same place Where the sleds at Kick up the CBS Nigga, where the meds at No cold, two phones When it's too cold this might be a lead Rob right here, bro. Yeah, it really is. Give me a break, hey, hey, give me a break, nigga. Give me a fucking break, buddy. Please, just one single time. Give me a fucking break, buddy. <laughs> give me a break. I just love what he says, buddy. Because <laughs> he really does say, give me a break, buddy. I feel like he's definitely said the other part of these ones. I feel like Rob's been acting, he's been acting like he's been stressed out lately. You know, he's, he hasn't been able to do pod, but but after hearing that, I don't know when he recorded that or how old yeah. this is, but I'm like, this sounds like, this sounds like Rob in his fucking zone right here. Oh, like, definitely. This Especially is, the video too, if you, if you see the whole thing together, it's, 
It's elite, elite prime Rob. Yeah, this is this is it right here, Rob. This is it, bro. This is a little bit of everything I like about Rob. Like, yeah, right there's here. some like, crazy bars in it. Yeah, this might be like you know, like I I love a lot of his shit, but I always told him, you know, I'm like I love like you know, I don't know, I love like certain shit of his more, you know, but this is like. It's like a little bit of mix of everything he loves to do and everything I love. And yeah. I don't know. So many good one-liners. Also, like, I loved the old BPM switch. Yeah. Where, like, he's, yeah, yeah. I love 80s beats, Rob. You know what I mean? Like, I like, Shout like, out Zay. Family yeah. Man Zay killed that production. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what the switches are anymore. God. I I was I was pumped when that came. I listened to it this morning because I saw it on my Spotify, and I was like, "This song's tight." And then the video came out, and I had to watch it. Yeah, I didn't even like you know like I saw him do the promo, obviously, but I didn't even think about it. But I saw like I found out about that little tab on Spotify where it shows you like all your like new releases. Yeah, like uh, release radar. No, no, no. But it's like, well, I don't know. It it's like whatever you're subscribed to, or yeah, whoever yeah. you follow. I think it's called release radar. Okay, is it? Yeah, and that's why if you upload, or if like you submit it to whatever. No, the uh, what's new. Oh. The what's oh, new. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I what's know what new you're at saying. the top? That's where I go every day to see like whenever like the podcast that just dropped because I'm like yeah. I have so many I listen to now. It's like, I'm like all right, what what's out today? What can I play? And then I saw Rob on there and I was like, oh shit, didn't even didn't even remember, man. Oh shit, here we go again. You see that uh, Hunter Schaefer and Lord did a A twenty four podcast. I did. I haven't listened to it yet though. Yeah, neither have I, but. That was yesterday. Yesterday's what's new. Some people there were like, uh, you know, gossip articles going out about Hunter and Dominic Feike. <coughs> really? Mm-hmm. What are they saying? Oh, they, that, yeah, speculation. Really? Yeah, That's but dope. I think it's just because they were like holding hands in that one picture. Oh, uh, okay, thing. yeah, they probably are just jumping the gun mm-hmm. a bit, but looking for clips. That'd be dope. That would be dope. Man, there was a. Uh, did you know that Lexi, the actor that plays Lexi? Yeah, Judd Apatow's daughter. Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah, know Maude that. Maude Apatow, yeah. Uh, what's his name today? Uh, 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 what's it? I'm always thinking it's August Dunn, but it's... Uh, Angus? Angus. Angus was like, we need a movie with like Lexi, uh, Fez, and it's like Paul Rudd and... I forgot that. It was like the This Is 40 cast as her parents. <laughs> and I was like, that would actually be a good movie. What like with their characters? Fez yeah, and Lexi? it'd be like like this is forty, like but they're like fifty, and like Lexi's their daughter. Hmm. I mean, Judd has talked about wanting to do a this is fifty. I know that'd be. I would love to see it. I love it'd be those funny. two. I it'd be funny. Like I don't know because I mean obviously I don't think her name was Lexi in that, so it'd be like mm-hmm. it had to be like a different yeah, yeah, yeah. universe. We just well, I just want the same actors. Yeah, but that would be funny if he played like a different, you know, if he played like a Fez character, you know, yeah. but just a more like comical, you know, like a little, like, you know, a little less, a uh, little less uh, gangstery, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little less hardcore, right? <laughs> Bad influence. Uh, Man, I guess let's right, get let's into get TV. Yeah. No, no, let's get into TV club, bro. Yeah, TV club. What TV did you club. think of this episode of Euphoria? Man, you know, I was trying to think right before we started potting. You know, all I can remember so far. So let's let's talk through it. Yeah, and I'll remember more. Nate, Nate having his visions. Well, yeah, that's I, that's what I. That's which what was I, crazy. That's what I specifically remember. It's like Sydney Sweeney being, and it was her her visions too, like her being like pregnant and stuff too. Like, I don't know, but I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of what I remember so far. I don't. I I saw it. You know what I mean? I, it, now it's kind of slipping my mind a little bit. You know, but uh, I mean, there was the Dominic fight. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of the whole episode is when. 
Rue's narrating, and she goes, yeah, he makes a lot of money off selling stems on the internet. And I was yeah. like, that's crazy for them to reference yeah. that. I don't know, not reference it, but like mention the word stems. Well, I wonder I like, if... Uh, did that go over people's heads, what I wonder she's if referencing? He, I wonder if he used to do that. I wonder if they just kind of like... I mean, he could. It's, it's also just like a really popular... Yeah. thing to do if you're really good at guitar no but i wonder if he kind of like maybe influenced them probably to, to i mean did that. you see who was on the uh yeah yeah he was on the first episode too oh kevin was yeah oh nice yeah that's tight yeah he yeah he's a but i could definitely see them being like oh we should say this like they I've, i could see them being like dude i was beats and sell them on the internet and he's i was like no let's oh, go bad. go for it my bad <laughs> well, i was gonna say instead of saying beats they like made it stems yeah so it sounds like way more official and no, I thought that was cool too, but but I was staring at the first episode's credits for no reason, and I was like, "Wait, ha, wait a second. And then I like had to run it back, and I was like, "I was like, that says Kevin Abstract. It's fucking crazy, man." Yep, bro. And then you had the Still, Game of Thrones reference in it, which was kind of funny. We got a lot to talk about today, man. Yeah, now do. that I think about it. Yeah, we do. And I just all right. So the obviously the highlighted scene was. When Fez is in the his little grocery store and Nate's dad pulls up, because yep, it goes, it like does the classic euphoria thing where like you go from being like, oh, this is such a nice scene for like five seconds, and that girl's there, and then everything's starting to go to hell, like you know what I'm saying, go bad because suddenly she's putting herself out there and being like, I kind of like you, Fez, but then she's like, oh shit, does he have a girl? Yeah, and, and that then, sucks, bro. But that show is nothing but anxiety. That's yeah, what we we're talking about. And then he shows up, and it. he know he has a gun. And what's his name? Little man, uh, Ashtray. Ashtray goes get and gets a gun because he knows. Oh man. Yeah, and fucking yeah, and and Dominic Feike and Rue are like the terrible match made in heaven. I know. <laughs> Like I thought that was crazy. I don't know. I I really like Dominic Feige's character in it, but like I did too. you know, I I realized like I think I was talking about talking about uh, Ash's fuck Nate counter before I did I ever mention that. My I want a new counter for Ash to do this this season of Euphoria. That's like the damn it Rue counter because she is just off the deep end lately. You know I don't know. And then and then Dominic Feige's no good for her, but. Their relationship is so good already. Yeah, and it's a fun tension between her and Rue. Do you think she likes him? Yeah, I think so. Probably. Maybe she doesn't realize. I don't know. And maybe not that like she like likes him romantically, but like she enjoys having a friend. Do you think he likes her? I think he feel maybe feels either he likes her. He I think he's trying to figure out if he likes her or likes her as like the same way Fez likes Rue. Yeah. Um yeah, cuz I I it's it's weird that there would be like a love triangle type thing going on like, you know, like I mean, I mean that's what this season is. I mean, I guess, but you like You know what I mean? Well, no. What what do you mean? Cuz I mean, Nate <laughs> Nate uh Well, yeah. Nate, Nate his ex and Sydney Sweeney's character. That's a triangle. Yeah, but why would they do two triangles? <laughs> well, I mean, they're just, you know what I'm saying? It it's just yeah. that's they're running parallels. Yeah. Parallel stories. No, that makes sense. And then you had it was I love the bowling scene where they're all just hanging out as like friends. I don't know. It was kinda cool and I was like, Oh, they're like friends. I definitely thought this episode like got back to what Euphoria was the first season. You know, yeah, like or the, the at least like early yeah. before it was like everything was tensed up. Yeah, the f- the first episode of the season was so insane. 
And even with the party, it just felt like something completely different than the first season. Like, I don't know, the way they edited everything, like, you know, but this, like, went back and used so much footage from the first season, which kind of confuses me because I don't think they shot the first season on film. So now it's like this episode is like, it was like half first season footage. A little bit. Maybe a quarter, you know, but they used a lot. And they used a lot of montages where it was like the fucking, you know, just flashing so much shit. So much so much random footage from first season. I just thought that was like an interesting choice for them to do. It was like, bound I, to happen in, in times. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it was that 25%, but that maybe like five. No, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm over-exaggerating, 10. of course. Yeah, um, yeah. But they used a lot. And Definitely. they, you know, like Euphoria show is like a music video, bro. Like half of it is a music, I'm, and I'm exaggerating again. Well, yeah, they definitely do a lot with, uh, you know, like letting you interpret the feeling of it through yeah. just, just music and them. But this episode in particular, like with, with the triangle, man, it had like so much mashups of just Sydney and Alexa uh, Demi. And then first you season. think you think that Fezco and them are in a little bit of a triangle too. You know what I mean? In a way. Yeah. You know I what I mean? But it's a fake triangle, but Well, I think they are like, dude, whenever whenever he was like, You want a bite of my sandwich? And she was like, Yes. <laughs> you know, like she like had this like little face like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> you know, it was like, a, I'm like, oh, she's going to like him now. Like, I don't think he likes her, but, but yeah, I don't know. That, that situation is kind of weird too. Like, <laughs> dude, she fucking, all right. So, dude, I saw something that was like, it was Euphoria episode two without context, spoilers without context. <laughs> and it was a bear rug. It was, um, it was the, the water pool floaty that Alexa Demi was in, yeah. which I think was a relevant spoiler. I'm like. I don't know. I would have rather her, it been like some diamond earrings or some shit, you know, like for her storyline. Because that's kind of a weird little story. Now that the episode's coming back to me. Yeah, Alexa Demi almost fucking you know, trying on all those clothes or whatever and almost getting busted. But uh, but the other, the other, my bad. And then they're having like the lady not like hit on her. but kinda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That that whole storyline is like, what are they doing here? They just kind of threw this in there. But but the other, uh, the other ones were, um, it was... It was two feet being shoved into a vent. It was such like a vent with two feet sticking out of it. <laughs> and yeah. then and then the fourth <laughs> picture was a literal uh was a fucking um those like the handicap chairs that take you up the stairs. <laughs> you know how Rue yeah, comes yeah, in yeah. fucked yeah. up off that? Dude, there is a lot that happens. The Alexa Demi plotline is strange. I think it's an interesting setup of a contrast of like what she not pretends to be or like wants to be and like her re- actual reality of like yeah she's just there as the babysitter i just want to know what what the babysitter is going to lead into you know cuz that was the weirdest part about it it would have made it would have been like a lot more casual to me if that chick didn't like i don't know i have i have thoughts and theories what but, well i mean like one would be maybe that at some point like she has rue over there to help or like somebody and they steal a bunch of shit to sell it well, what does that have to do with the lady being in, like uh, infatuated with? Um, Alexa I don't know. Demi? I mean, like it's just setting up a lot of possibilities. Maybe yeah. Alexa Demi and her. I don't think Alexa thing. and Ruth. Like that's the weird thing about this show is that, like, they kind of like seem like they're all friends sometimes. Yeah, I guess. Well, how about this one? How about this one? Jules starts to watch, as well, because Jules and her are friends, and then Jules has her over. Hmm. We'll see. Let's let's. I want to see if that. Yeah, I don't know. I I like that this show sometimes maybe doesn't. Maybe they'll never come back to that. Yeah. And it just gives you a little bit of a glimpse at her to like make you not think she's just this like angry, <laughs> aggressive woman. 
Yeah. Like Who, Alexa? Yeah, yeah. Gives her more sides. I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, Euphoria is this like what is, is weird for me because it gives me a lot of anxiety before I start <laughs> watching it. Because I know at some point it's going to be an anxious moment. And so it's... But and then I start watching. I'm like, oh, this shit's beautiful looking. See, I'm the opposite, bro. I'm, I'm like so excited. I'm like, <laughs> and then I get into it, and I'm like, I'm anxious this whole episode. It's like when you get it onto a roller coaster, and like the whole time you're like waiting to get on it. You're like, this is sick as fuck, and then like you're going up it, and you're like, oh my god, what did I just get myself into? Yeah, exactly. Ah. That that's me watching Euphoria for sure. Oh man, what do you think of? Not to switch it, but did you like Peacemaker so far? Yeah, dude, I love it. I you you said something earlier, and I think maybe you were. Maybe I got it confused, but we started talking about Peacemaker off the pod, and mm-hmm. you're like, "It's not bad," but I yeah, I think you might have started talking about something else, and I think in my brain I was like, "Wait, is he talking about Peacemaker?" And then I like realized you were talking about something else. I probably was talking about something else. So I'm curious to see what you think. What do you think? I about like Peace- it a lot. I think it's funny, and I think Peacemaker is a really complicated character. And it makes for interesting TV. Um, I think one thing that maybe the Marvel shows sometimes struggle with is like characters that are really easy to understand, and yeah. they aren't as in depth or complicated. But like Peacemaker's this weird feeling of like, why is he like that, yeah. and like why is he saying that? But also, you kind of root for him, and exactly, they you're in- like, oh, there is a person with heart here. There's just a lot to him. I watched it and I was trying to sell it to Ian and I, and at first I was like I don't know if you're gonna like this you know what I mean I was thinking about like just all the f- fucked up shit that happens yeah. in this show already and the cast is so like diverse uh, and like for a superhero show especially I don't know yeah yeah I think I think they're doing it really well so far it was like one of those things that I like didn't you know even really know what to expect going in you know yeah. i like didn't even think about it much you yeah, know I, I knew i would like it and it just, that's i guess the power of james gunn now too is that like you, you know, know. You, yeah even i was listening to john cena and he was talking about he's like he's like james gunn is the only person that can i won't even have to read the script yep. he's like i'll i'll accept if he wants me to play a part i accept yeah it, it's interesting cuz the vibe isn't peacemaker if that makes sense uh it's what like, do you mean elaborate so like I'm gonna go off a metaphor you, you used at, you used on Twitter. Ima- it's like imagine if The Office was called Michael Scott. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he is lethal, Michael like, Scott. Bro. The show is a lot about Michael Scott, and it like has a lot of his humor. But the vibe is created through all of the other characters and like their mission. It's almost like a like a less not a less intense Suicide Squad, but. Oh, definitely. Like that, uh, without that essence of like all these people, it's like one member of a Suicide Squad plus his team. But they still like use the same stuff as far as like he's still got the same bomb implanted in his yeah. head. He's still being controlled by the same Amanda Waller, <laughs> technically, you know. Um, but he's less of a. There's so much more context for his character. Yeah. He's in a trailer. Yeah. You know, well, and I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil anything. And I've only seen 15 minutes of the new episode. But in that 15 minutes, I will say that, like, it kind of feels like. It it changes a little bit. I'll say that in a good way. No, I bet it changes a little. One thing that's interesting about Suicide Squad is that for all of the characters that you get at the very last battle scene, all of those people you have gotten a backstory or a full arc from 
where like you finally see where they came from before the Suicide Squad, why they are like they are, and then it resolves. <laughs> you know, like Ratcatcher, it goes into her dad, and then, like why she does her things and like how she got there, and then you yeah, know, and like. But the only one you don't really get anything redemption wise for is, or background is Peacemaker. So it's cool to get all of this now. Yeah. No, it's definitely interesting. It's so funny seeing Peacemaker in light of like Vigilante and his dad. Yeah. You know, like, like compared to you know, it's like I remember like listening to James Gunn interview before it, and and he was talking about he was like, yeah, like you know, Peacemaker's struggling with the fact that he killed Rick Flag, and 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 then Vigilante is like m- worse than him. You know, he's like yes. he's like way worse than Peacemaker. And yes. And that character is funny too because at first I'm like. I kind of knew that going into it, um, and the way he acts at first, it's like, all right, this dude's pretty crazy, but I'm like, he's he is likable, um, but and then as time goes on, it's like, wow, like he's got some Deadpool vibes. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and you know, I don't know, he's just he he is such a big part of the show. I didn't I didn't I didn't think he would be. You know, at first I was like, I don't know how I feel about him, but but he adds such depth to his character, just being worse than him. Like he does, it does make. It does make Peacemaker like rootable. Now, I, I I was explaining to Ian at first. And I was like, I don't think you're here to root for Peacemaker, but you kind of end up doing at the end anyway. I don't know, or yeah. at least like you know, you kind of start to. And and I didn't think I was at first either, but I think there's something to be said <laughs> about you know rooting p- for somebody despite all of their flaws. Yeah. Or like knowing that they're trying to be better. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's very human. A very human exploration yeah. in terms of a superhero thing. I think they're gonna get into it more too. Yeah. Like especially I when you contrast it with, I don't know, the most, you know, anti-hero hero story that's probably been mainstream is Deadpool. But even Deadpool is way more likable, and you know what I mean. It has a big heart, like an obvious heart compared yeah. to Peacemaker. So I'm interested yeah. to see where it goes. Yeah, because I mean, with Deadpool, it's like. He is, like, you know, I don't think that, you know, they've tried to, you know, Venom, I think that's the big problem with Venom is that he's such a hero, you know, and, and he, you know, they just weigh more into the hero side than anti, you know, yeah. and I think Deadpool is kind of that way, too, because I don't, I don't, I can't even think of Deadpool being, like, a bad guy that much, you know, I, I could, like, I don't know, I don't remember that much, but I know he, like, he is in the comics at times, not bad, but, yeah, like, yeah. he does some, like, crazier stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I only know him about him from the movies, but. Man, HBO does. Man, they they just got great content. It's hard, it's hard for me to like imagine them not being the best. Really? Yeah, I think HBO is the best. A lot of people are saying that. You know, they just lowered their price. Yeah, you know why they did that, though, right? Because Netflix raised theirs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why we were going to talk about Netflix stock, right? Yeah, is that Net- why Netflix dropped? Netflix dropped because I think they might have had their quarterly report and in the quarterly report they were like yeah 2022 we're gonna have our first dip in subscribers or like they were like we're having a massive slowdown or a dip and then as soon as they said that it dropped like a hundred dollars in five minutes see and it's funny because like you know like hbo has been doing great and like I, i don't know but like i i've been back on netflix a little bit more lately than i ever have i was off netflix for years and didn't didn't miss nothing. The worst thing I missed was like The Last Dance, and I watched that like six months after. You know, like yeah, yeah. And I know there's a ton of other shit on there. You know, like and no, I'm excited for Ozark coming tomorrow, tonight. Oh shit, yeah. 
Oh, shit, yeah. Damn, bro. I don't even know when I'm going to be able to get to watch that. Slowly over time. Oh, I hate that. It's kind of nice, though. <laughs> binging, I feel like binging messes up your brain a little bit. That's yeah. why I feel like binging those two shows. But I don't know. Netflix has a lot. The only thing I'll say about HBO is HBO has way more classics. And they yeah. like have a way higher like batting average at releasing good content. Yeah. Because like, if you think about it, there's still The Hold Wire on. and... Ian, are you going? Okay. You said what? Okay. They still have like The Wire and The Sopranos <coughs> and other things that people go back to that are 20 plus years old at this point that it's very impressive. Yeah, and I guess that is that is what makes your streaming service now. It's, it's not like it's not about having like some new hot shit. It's about having what... Well, like, Netflix are going to run into an issue, I feel like, at some point where they're not going to have the funding to keep pumping out content the way they are if their content doesn't start generating people to come in and wait in groves and droves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, HBO is kind of just like, everything we drop is uh, not necessarily a hit, but at least artsy and, you know, part of the culture have those movie deals <coughs> yeah and i mean really like the stuff that they're dropping they're like coinciding with primetime tv yep and um major theatrical releases yep they they definitely and they have the bonus of being able to do like with search party they just dropped the whole season what or is what is search party i've heard about that it was a show that started have on you TBS. mentioned that too yeah yeah, yeah. okay it started on TBS. It's like four friends, and the first season, it's someone they know from like a friend from college or friend like an old friend goes missing on Facebook. They see, and one of the main characters, she's from Arrest Development, maybe that's who she plays. Really? Yeah, that's her. Um, I've been wa- I watched that a lot in Colorado. Actually, really? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> hilarious. Arrested <laughs> Development. That's like <laughs> one I've been wanting to rewatch forever, and I was like. Waking up early in Colorado, like, all right, it's time. I saw, like, there was, like, a, sometimes I'll see, like, Lucille clips or memes. And there was one that someone posted today, which is the quote where she's, like, it's a Michael, a bana- it's a banana Michael. How much could they cost? Ten dollars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, totally out of touch. But uh, Maybe's in it, and she thinks she sees her. So then she goes down this, like, deep, like, conspiracy rabbit hole trying to find her. Okay. And it's just, like, the chain of events that follows after that. And it's funny? It's, like, funny and, like, suspenseful. So it's, like, a funny clue? Yeah, kind of. Okay, I'm down, bro. I need more shit like that. Have yeah. you ever seen the Clue movie? I'm pretty sure. Like, uh, the game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should watch it. I've never seen it. Um, really? That's funny. Yeah. It's a, it's a good one. Uh, And then Jeff Goldblum was in this last season of Search Party, okay. which is funny. Yeah, I might check that out. I heard about that. And there was this other thing I think I saw that was, like, an Apple TV show that looked pretty funny. Um. Don't know what it was called. Was it the one Paul Rudd? No, he's in an Apple TV show. Yeah, him and Will Ferrell, like the therapist or something like that. What? Yeah. That's strange. I didn't <laughs> know they were in a show together. It's funny. Apple TV has its own vibe. Like, yeah. You can tell it was shot for Apple TV on their shows. I don't know what it is. Like Ted Lasso looks like morning morning show. Well, yeah, I guess Apple does have, like, it almost does remind you of, like, an Apple commercial. Yeah, <laughs> like, you no, know, it does. Yeah, that's weird. They do have, like, a video aesthetic. You know, like, I can tell a Netflix vibe. Like, you know the yes. Netflix yeah, vibe, exactly. right? Sort of like Ozark. Yeah. And 
That was it was crazy that the one archive eighty one show that I watched. I was like, this is definitely a Netflix show. It was like followed all like the the sh- shot tropes, but I was hooked. At one point, I couldn't even leave my my room because I was I was too afraid to go to the bathroom while really? watching it. So I had to like turn on Seinfeld for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> but I recommend anyone watch listening. I recommend Yellow Yellow Jacket. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out the for theme, sure. What the is theme it on? Song alone, uh, Showtime. You are yeah. I, I am gonna need that. Yeah, Sorry. I got you. <laughs> Definitely. People complain about you know like the HBO streaming app sometimes. That Showtime app was the worst thing I've ever used. Like Still? on my computer, or like on my TV. Wait, you said it was, or it's yeah, still like that? Yeah, today, like when okay. I watch Yellow Jacket. Okay. But I mean, I still was able to watch the whole thing. It can't like, be worse than Tubi. I'm just kidding. Probably not. But <laughs> one of the main characters, and she's gonna, she'll be a main character for a while. Was in, <laughs> was in our movie of this week. I don't have a dun dun. Uh, dun dun dun. No, I guess that wouldn't be the right noise, but. I guess that is a little loud. A little loud. <laughs> oh, man. I guess. So, you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Wow, that was a good episode of TV Club. <laughs> now we're here for Movie Club. Yeah, it's time. <laughs> it's time, man. What'd you think, bro? I really liked it. I loved it. I, uh,. Didn't know what we I was really getting into. Like I said, I was still kind of nervous that I was watching the wrong movie. <laughs> I, I, I don't get that. Like it seems like such a like to me. I'm like it was it was dope rewatching it today. And like I'm like this, to me. I don't know. I'm like it it stands out to me as such a fucking creative movie. Like off of Licorice Pizza, off of Tick Tick Boom. Like I'm really glad that this is like following it because I'm just like. They kind of like just really made their own worlds, and that doesn't happen that much anymore. Yeah, you know? it was it was an interesting concept, uh, and it felt it was like classic indie movie vibes, right? Like a classic indie movie setup, but it would the the mystery of it was really interesting. Um, so first of all, should we just say the movie, the movie was the Kid Detective? Yeah, with Adam Brody. Adam Brody. Who directed this? That's what I want to know. You can keep talking. Um, sorry. And essentially, in the movie, I'll give... You can look up the, the real one. I'll <coughs> give the little yeah, fun yeah. one. Fuck yeah. It's this guy who is washed up and a drunk. And... Well, I guess I'll go farther back. He it was this boy. <laughs> yeah, you got to. As a boy, he solved all of these crimes, including, like, finding where this, like, fundraiser money went. And he went on to, like, solve a bunch of little, like, tiny, like, whodunits and mysteries of the town. And he got his own office, and people loved him. And then, like, one of his best friends that was, like, working with him gets kidnapped. And he can't find her. Um, and she's just gone forever. Dude, and someone chopped down his treehouse office. That's why they gave Bro, him the office. Bro, that's hilarious, too. <laughs> they were so yeah. pissed off at him fucking busting everybody. Bro, and so then, you know, like, he can't find his friend that gets kidnapped. And he doesn't ever deal with that trauma. And he becomes, like, he's, like, 32 and doing the same kind of thing but not very successfully. And his life's kind of falling apart. And this girl comes to him and asks him for help to find out who murdered her boyfriend, which he had never, like, done a real serious crime before. And they kind of go on a little adventure. And, like, it's it's kind of like he's actually trying to solve it, but he isn't a real – he's, like, sort of – it's, like, sort of he's stuck – 
being like a 12 year old detective because he's never been able to solve that one case and that's like part of the story um but i do i i don't know if we spoil it do we we're spoil the show right um let, let, let's wait okay yeah let's wait let's wait let's and so they're they're just like going on trying to trying to solve the crime and he's sort of like revisiting a lot of his life at the same time yeah dude this movie like and and that's i remember like I don't know why well, I don't know how in depth I got to it, but the reason I love this movie and the reason why I bigged it up even like a while back is that like after hearing him talk about it and stuff like I d- I realized I'm like this dude, you know, this dude went out to LA. He's like 1920, right? Got on the OC. Like that was like one of his first gigs, right? One of the biggest shows ever. You know, so he went from nothing to the biggest teen you know, like the Pepsi and Coke, you know, of of teen shows yeah. for that era. Yeah. You know, and um and, and and then like seemingly, you know what I mean? Like he hasn't done I don't know, you know, I mean I, I don't know his career that well, you know what I mean? But like I really like him. He's like actually one of my favorite actors now, like, you know, in like the past few years. 'Cause I, I really did like him as a kid. He was in this movie I liked called Grind, which is like you can't even find it anymore. Um and he was in like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You ever see that? Yeah. He was like a little side role in that. And in in his interviews, he talks about that movie being like almost like his second biggest role. You know what I mean? So it's like he had OC, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, probably done a shit ton of other roles, but just nothing that ever really. Yeah, and Loki probably didn't really even need to act at that point. Yeah. Like money wise. Yeah, and he's still trying to do shit. Actually, there was this thing that he talked about. Um, not to get too off tangent, like I have been this whole time, but um, he. He's really been trying to get this one movie made forever, and it's about this book about this dude that created the fucking um, created jet fuel in his garage. Oh yeah, in the twenties in L.A. I feel like a lot of people are trying to get this movie made. Yeah. Okay, so you've heard about that? I've heard about this movie. It's like Death Angel is the book yeah. or something yes, like that. Yes. Have you ever read that? No, I haven't read that, but I know this story, and it's a crazy story. I, it might actually be getting made at this point. I mean, dude. Well, he owns the rights to it, but he hasn't been able to get. Like he's owned the rights to it since 2012 and hasn't been able to get it made. Like that's I don't crazy. Know. Maybe I only know it because you mentioned it. Yeah, um, Strange Angel, I think, is the that's a tight name. Is the name of the book, but um, but yeah, you know, but but so he is like still very passionate about acting and stuff too. But I was thinking, I'm like, man, like if you like go out, you know, like say if you know if at, I mean, yeah, we're we're 28 now. Say if at 18 we just fucking had like the most monumental album ever. You know what I mean? Or like we were in, I don't know. It's like shit would be, you know what I mean? If shit doesn't go well after that, it's like, imagine what it'd be like now. You know, it's like, oh shit. You yeah. Know, like no, I mean, definitely. It definitely seems like he's trying to work. Well, and you know, I mean, no offense to the OC, but it's not like that was like a serious acting gig in terms of like emotional. Maybe it is. I've never really seen it. I mean, I think it's like a teeny drama. Yeah. So. But I mean, like it's not, you know, he's not going to get hired by Quentin based off that. True. Or well, like Wes Anderson. I, I don't mean, know. You know yeah. what I mean? He, that, yeah, yeah. Not typically. Typically. I mean, yeah, rarely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't think of any cases where it really happens. Unless they have this type of movie as a stepping stone. That's what I'm saying. But, I mean, I could see gotta, someone like Wes or Quentin just having a vision and being like, oh, no, this kid worked. Because it's like, why was BJ Novak in fucking, you know, like. Oh, he's a good writer. That's yeah, why. Well, I, all right. but like certain things it's like you know there's certain times roles where it's like oh how the fuck did he end up on that's true that's true like but going back to the movie (laughs) i i really liked it because at times it felt like 
like an indie vibe, like a garden state, where it's just like this washed up old person who kind of like is dealing with the fact they're washed 32 up. 32 years old. Yeah, I guess not old person. <laughs> but I mean like, I'm an old person compared to being a kid, which is like how he first is. Adult. There's this washed up adult, and he's not really street, like lost direction, and... I don't know. It's it's a classic indie trope. He still is a kid. That's I think that's the thing about it. He, yeah, he refers that's, that's to where, adults. That's where it unfolds. In it unfolds in the last shot of the movie. That's like the first time he like admits <laughs> to how fucked up, like the shit was. Dude, that that ending shot is. We can't we can't jump there, but I mean like that. It it it's the whole encapsulation of his. Dude, journey. this movie is fucking amazing. Like, yeah, yeah, like I, honestly, I mean, so like, it's a common thing that like when something traumatic happens to people, they usually like are they're emotionally stunted at that point in life. Uh, so like a lot of this movie, he is just kind of like a kid, and you know, like he he like grabs the candy bar from the kid's desk. You know what I mean? Dude. And like he like opens up the pure person's house. I don't know. He's like sneaking into people's houses and in closets like he would do as a kid. Yeah. Um, breaking into school and stuff like that. Yeah, there, dude, there's so much funny oh, shit. Man. I love movie. when he get like he takes the the one drug, and he gets like hyped up and like throws the kid into the river. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, but I mean, what was interesting is the most of the movie you don't really think that he's on to anything, <coughs> and like it kind of underplays the seriousness of I th- it but being I, a crime. I do sense. think that he like. I think although, like, you know, it clearly shows, like, how, like, incompetent he is to do the job the whole time. There is, like, this level of, like, oh, he's a fucking smart guy. No, no, definitely. And he can pick up on a lot of things. And he may be wrong on some of them, but, like, he he really can't. And and then even boiling down to the end, which we won't get to fully, but, like, he just opens that fridge and sees the fucking grape soda. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, you know what I mean? And that's... I don't know. I guess that's not like, you know, you don't have to be like too brilliant, but it's like. No, but there are moments that he he demonstrates his intelligence, like when he mentions that he always asks about the cake thing to like get you to admit who you distrust the most. Or like he has like he can pick up on things or like opening up the window just in case you need to get back in. Yeah. Like he has like instinct of a detective or like somebody that can solve things. Yeah. He just doesn't have the emotional intelligence of an adult where like. He's talking to the parents of the kid that got murdered, and like he doesn't understand how upsetting he could be to them yeah. in that moment through what the questions he's asking in specific. Because like he's kind of he makes like accusations about their kid. Well, I think he does. I I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think he does because that that whole conversation like seems like like he knows what he's doing, but he like just has to anyway in a sense. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. Like I think he he doesn't know how to like calm him down though. Yeah, well, definitely. Like, I don't think, you know, but 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 he was avoiding that the whole time because he knew, like, I don't know. He just knew that wasn't going to be, like, a good fucking conversation to have. You know, and obviously it wouldn't, but but it seems like, it seems like at least, like, in his face, and, like, he plays it so well, like, in his face the whole time, just the distress. I don't know, like, I don't know how he does that that well, but but in that scene in particular, I think he just really, like, I don't know. He's just, he's just under it, but he has to keep pushing through. Like, no, definitely. I I enjoyed that it was like a mixture of who done it, but also you were kind of wondering 
is this guy gonna like solve it? You know what I mean? Like what what's up with this guy? It was just as much of an exploration of like trying to understand him as a human as it was of him trying to solve the case. Uh, and that's the part that was the most compelling, uh, where it's this sort of exploration of, you know, somebody who doesn't really have their path figured out, or does have their path figured out, but, like, I don't know, it's obviously, like, dealing with demons in a way that they don't really understand that are demons. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a weird thing, because it's, like, you know, the and, and it's fucked up, because, and, and I guess we'll we'll work our way into it, but the, the, the scene where he's talking to the principal, the principal was, like, the one dude that was like initially like, you, like no one expected you to solve this. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that was like, you when you first hear that, you're like, man, he needed to hear that shit. Like you know, years ago. Yeah, you know, like and often. Yeah, it, it almost is interesting that it explores the trope of the pressures people put on kids, especially yeah. like high achieving young. Well, kids. and the pressures you put on yourself. You know yes. what I mean? That no one ever fucking you know what I mean? Like addresses. You know, yes. like well, and like how easy it is to put pressure on yourself based on what you think other people are thinking about you. Yeah. That's a that's a a lot of jumps there, but that's what happens a lot, I feel like. Yeah. Is where like you kind of expect people to expect one thing of you. And so like when you're going against that, even though it's like a made up expectation, it can like really you know, it slow yeah. you down. It's like when you look over in a race and like suddenly you're not in the lead of the race because you looked over instead of just kept it going forward. Yeah. I don't know. And just, you know, he was a 12-year-old kid. And, like, I feel like that happens a lot with kids is that, like, kids that show a lot of talent. That's why you don't see, like, a lot of prodigies, like, prodigy pianists or, like, prodigy guitarists go on to, like, have big careers. It's because they have all this pressure. And then, like, by the time they're an adult, they've been, like, so successful, so young that, like, what's left to peak? You know what I'm saying? He got a key from the mayor at 12. Like, where do you go from that? Yeah. Like, if you're not going on to be freaking James Bond or, like, Sherlock Holmes, it kind of yeah. seems like you peaked at 12. <laughs> Dude, the fucking conversation with his family, like, at the dinner table. And, like, you know, after him and his dad get into it. like Yes. And, and like, that shit is such, like, a funny, like, you know, like, I don't know, just symbolism for, like, I feel like being a fucking creative and trying to, like, explain yes. explain shit. And, and I don't know. But, but then the fucking, the aunt at the end. Like, I forget, she was just like, I don't know, she just tries to give him a compliment or whatever, and he's like, she's like you're <laughs> fucking being patronizing. No, you don't realize it, but you are. Yes. But, you know, like, yeah. or I know you don't mean it. But, like, that's also a reaction, because, like, sometimes I, I'll get, like, defensive about shit to people that are, like, being genuine, yeah. like, and it's like... Oh, no, you're doing really sometimes good. Sometimes like, you, no, you don't fucking mean that. Like, you get so... You've, like, built up so many defenses that, like, you can't even let down when somebody's being genuine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And it was, it was just... I love the, like, where he's like, I got a key from the fucking mayor. And, like, <laughs> the little kids just, like, kind of giggle because he said fuck in front of them. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, and like like you said earlier, man, when he just fucking, when he's trying to figure out, like, he, he, gets, the, he gets the drugs out of the kid's jacket, finds out they're drugs, and then is like, let me figure out what this is. And then he's just holding it. And, like, he, I, I thought for a second, I'm like, oh, he's about to, like, Google it or whatever, you know, like, try to. Yeah, that and he just pops the motherfucker and then just goes and fucking starts picking the fight with the kid. And then he finds out it was like, what, Coke mixed with something or whatever? It's just like a little magic pill or something? He says it's like it's like a mixture of Coke and something, but... Probably. I, I maybe missed it. 
Yeah. But and then when he breaks down and he just fucking starts going crazy with it all at the end, man. Here, we never got into the, the real plot. I got to oh, yeah, say go. this real quick. So it's, um, I guess the Google... The Google for it is a once celebrated kid detective, now 31, continues to solve the same trivial mysteries between hangovers and bouts of self-pity until a naive client brings him his first adult case to find out who brutally murdered her boyfriend. So you said she was in Yellow Jacket? Yeah, she's in Yellow Jacket. She's one of the main characters. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Wild. She plays uh, one of the young... Because, like, there's the two plot lines where it's the people who are in the plane crash and then it's, like, the people who are, like, in 20, 25 years later after the plane crash. So what it, what, what is the plot of Yellow Jackets? Sorry. It's uh, a group of girls' soccer team are going to nationals and on their way to nationals, their plane crashes in the middle of the wilderness. And they're stuck out there? Yeah. Bro, have you seen The Wilds on Prime? No. I'll look it up, though. Is it like that? <laughs> Dude, it's lost with girls. It's That's what this is. <laughs> but, like, they're also, like, it's also their, their, like, older selves, too. And there's, like... A lot rip- of jumping back. and There's jumping back, and there's, like, rippling stuff. And, like, it starts off foreshadowing something that happens in the wilderness. And you're just, like, how the heck do they get there from where they are now? Um... That's know. interesting. You should w- you should watch The Wilds. I'm looking it up now. I actually really do kind of like like Amazon Prime shows, and I was I was watching. It was right after Boys. I just literally threw this one on, and it's like, it it, I don't know I don't know what happens in Yellow Jackets. So I you know I'm gonna be a little critical of The Wilds. Um, but like uh, it, it's it's real like the first season is like really good. Um. And, but it's, like, all these girls get sent on this, like, retreat, right? And they're supposed to go, you know, like, they're all kind of, like, you know, either having bad times in life or whatever. And they're all, like, high school girls. So they're all on this plane to go to this, like, women's retreat. Um, but you find out, like, very quickly that, like, the retreat is the plane crash. And it's, like, a staged thing. And they're, like, being studied. Wait, did you spoil this for me? No, no. I'm telling you, they, 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 they let you know quick that this is happening. They don't explain why, but you find out quickly like that, that it's like all staged. You know what I mean? Damn. Um, and then so then you're just wondering what the fuck is going on, you know, the whole time. And, yeah. And, yeah. That's sort of like Yellow Jacket is kind of like that. Not really, but like. There's a little conspiracy behind it. There's a lot. Yeah, okay. yeah. There's a lot of conspiracy. And That's like, crazy. That I, I, I'm super interested now because anytime people get stuck on an island or like. Or, like, in a zombie apocalypse, I'm down. Yeah. You know, like, and I just... It's just great characters. And, like, the casting is incredible. Because okay. the younger girls really feel like the older girl, the older woman. I guess they're both women, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, it's just... I don't know. It's unique. And there's, like, some spooky elements to it. Uh, but also just funny. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. For sure. Um, but... Yeah, so she's in this, and she does a really good job in this. This movie, have you ever seen Chinatown? No. This feels like the indie version. Uh, it's like Garden Party, or not Garden Party, Garden State mixed with Chinatown. It is. It is. They do like like a lot of scenes that are similar. Like the fucking, him doing like the drug scene too is like, it just reminded me of Garden State. You know, when he's like, party. does the ecstasy at the party. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And like, you know, he's like in his hometown. Yeah, we haven't 
Yeah, we watched Wish You Were Here. We didn't watch Garden State on the pod yet, have we? No, I guess we didn't. Wish You Were Here good was good too. He uh he just announced the next one. Um he I think he rapped. Really? Florence. Oh nice. That's oh I did know he was making that. That's gonna be exciting. Yeah, I don't know what it is or what it's about. Do you know? I don't know. Okay. The one guy who made Parasite finally announced that he has his next movie. Really? He's like gonna start working on. He I wants still to haven't finished that. Robert Pattinson the lead. Really? Which is exciting. Yeah. Um. But no, I, I I really liked it. I loved. The ending hit me really hard. Um. Dude, there's so many good scenes that remind me of the ending scene, like. At least, like, the very last scene, like, um, but it's just, like, there's, like, the scene where he's, like, riding around with her in the car, and he, like, looks back, and he sees the girl's sign that's, like, faded in the window, and there's just, I don't know, there's so many, like, subtle moments like that where it's, like, the ending doesn't say anything, you know what I mean? That's not, you know, he doesn't say a word, Yeah, I guess, like, they say a few things, like, they have small talk, and he, like, I love that he was, like, he acted like he had a roommate. He's like, oh, it's my my messy roommate. Do you ever catch that? When his like parents come over the first time and his house is a mess. He had a roommate. Did he? Yeah. Was he just not watching close enough? Yeah, he had a roommate. The Who roommate was, his was roommate? just gone. His, his name was Corey. I thought he was lying about it. No, no, that dude because it was like, I got friends coming over. Oh. And, and remember when he's throwing up in the toilet and then the dude knocks on the door. He's like, hey, are you done yet? My friend needs to go in there. Oh, and remember whenever he's doing all the drugs, it's it's his friend and their you know it's like his roommate and their friend and they're like dancing around him. Okay, okay. Not and he's sitting on that same couch, and I think he just got enough money to be like, oh yeah, I can I can support myself now. I don't have to have a roommate. Yeah, and I think he also had his got his shit together a little bit too. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I hired a cleaning service. Yeah, but like, it's wild because it was like still going on. Even after all of it, where people just wanted to praise him for his accomplishments, but never acknowledge his, like, humanity. Or, like, how difficult that all must have been. Yeah, his fucking parents are just like... <laughs> dude, his parents throughout the movie, it's, like, crazy. Because the beginning of it was them, like, being like, oh, you're so fucking smart. You're, you know what I mean? They were like... We're so incredibly proud of you. Yeah, you know, and then it was like... Dude, well, I mean, that was, like, the beauty of the movie, too, was, like, just that, that opening scene and then switching to him, like, getting the ice cream. <laughs> like, yeah. that was one of my favorite things ever of, of the dude just looking at him like, really? Mm-hmm. You know, and then he's like, butter pecan. Ah. <laughs> you know, and he just fucking shamelessly is like, yeah, I, yes. I'm going to get my free scoop yes. 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but his, yeah, and then, like, quickly, you know, you find out his parents are fucking, you know, Pretty, pretty, pretty bad. You know, not bad, but, like, they're pretty, you know, disappointed in him. Well, and, like, part of it is, I think, that, you know, they, for the first 12 years (sighs) of his life, they had raised somebody who was, like, the kid detective. You know what I mean? They, like, did a really great job at, like, raiding this kid who was, like, a member of the community and, like, helping out and, like, finding his own little, like, way in life. But then it quickly turned into he got stunted emotionally and like yeah I don't know. But then they that's when they started failing because it was more like that's when they needed like, him. Yeah, that's when he. Or that's needed when he them. needed them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like 
Uh, it's crazy too because I, I think you know part of it is maybe him realizing that he was he was used a part of it as like a pawn because like he was you know like he was solving all these cases that he was capable of but as soon as somebody was going to utilize his like childish innocence and inabilities to like they sort of used like him and his innocence as a childhood to pull off a crime yeah so do, should we get into the whodunit of it all? Yeah, we can definitely get to that. All right. We need like a spoiler alert button, I think. <laughs> Here is our spoiler. It's spoiling coming right now. Mm. Maybe not. Did you did you see it coming? No. Did you did you think because you, you didn't even know if it would get solved or anything? Did you did you I think the girl think... would be found? Like the the OG one? No. No, I thought she was dead. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about her anymore that much. Right. I thought that the murderer was going to be the girl for a little bit, like the girlfriend. Really? I don't know why. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh like that. That was rude. But like I didn't know <laughs> who I didn't know who did it. And I couldn't figure out who. Oh, I also thought it might have been obviously it kind of is set up to look like the friend for a little bit. Yeah, oh yeah. Um but no, that that was kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. like a it is I think it's a nod. I mean, like, there are other movies with that, like, ending. I don't know a lot of whodunit movies, necessarily. There's, like, a one that has, like, a very similar... Really? ...echo to this. What is it? Do you, I mean... Yeah, spoil it. Chinatown, kind of. Okay, what what happens? I don't even know anything about it. And uh, I won't even remember if I do watch Chinatown. There's this moment in Chinatown where, like, he's, like, like slapping her and, uh, like, this, like, not slapping, but, yeah, he does kind of, like, she's, like... He, ja- the main character, the detective, thinks she's lying to her, and the woman's well, like, like the girl for uh, the girl. She thinks the girl it's been he's been helping the whole time has been lying to her about this other girl, and she's like, she's my sister. And then he like hits her. She's my daughter. She's my sister. And like then he like finally puts it together. That's like oh my god, it's like your sister and your daughter. And it's like ah. So the girl that was help or that he was helping knew kind of like the the yeah, and there was like another girl that he kept thinking was her too at the same time it's I'm not conf- the exact same i was thing. gonna say i'm confused about all that it's not the exact same thing but like the now idea i kind of want to watch it yeah, yeah yeah it's really well i mean like there's some like race i don't know it's, it's a class it, some people consider it a classic the director had like a, a scandalous life after that oh uh, who is it roman polanski oh i don't know who that is but he's in um once upon a time in hollywood yeah i was gonna say he uh emile hirsch plays him right yeah. yeah he like goes on to like sexually assaulted a kid like uh. a 15 year old and then he like runs away to Canada and he hasn't made movies since then wow but it was a big movie then uh, he makes the movie and then what's her name dies um, and that's where everything sort of starts to unravel anyways I was like holy shit and like of course he's the one that gets away I mean, I, it, it's a great reveal because so much of it is set up Dude, it, that when you go back, you're like, oh. Well, there's literally, I, I think that's the beauty of this movie, too, is that, like, they didn't, everything they they did in this movie had a point. You know, yes. like, every single detail they added into it, down to the beginning of it, when yeah. they were just explaining some of the kids that had, like, it, peanut allergies, and then, yes. like, you know, you're walking through the bar, and it's like, <laughs> no peanuts on you. He's no, looking for peanuts. Yeah, he's like, just want to make sure you got no peanuts on you, and then it's, like, signs up, like, no peanuts allowed. 
And and that scene's all right, we're not to get too distracted, but that scene's hella funny too, yes. where he walks he's high off the ego booster. We're gonna talk about Nate. Yeah, and then or he's like, he No. Okay. <laughs> and he just walks out and it uh, and, and it's like the music that's playing of him yeah. going into the room, it's so fast paced, and then he's just slowly walking out of the same fucking hallway that he just ran through. Like and she goes, She's like, Drugs wear off. He's like, Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, bro. Um, but all right. So like, even in the beginning, right? So you, at first, when you see him as an old guy and he's getting his ass kicked by the guy he got in trouble for stealing the fundraising money, the first thing you think is, like, of damn, like after all these years, they're still yeah. k- kicking this guy down despite like him just trying to do his best. But then at the end, you're like, oh my god, it's because the kid didn't yeah. do it. But like, you're not even thinking that the kid wouldn't have done it. Because you're, you're led to believe how great this kid detective was. It's kind of crazy because if he didn't break down and go to that fucking bar, too, like, he, that was him giving up, more or less, you know? Yep. And that's whenever, like, that was, like, one straw click that started started building the haste. I don't I'm That's a fucked up saying, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know what you meant. You know, yeah, it was just, like, one thing happened, and it led to, led to, the, to the discovery, you know, um. Which is insane, man. I guess w- I guess we just gotta describe it describe it to the listeners. But like, I don't I don't even know how to say it, bro. It's the crime. A, yeah, you know it's so fucked up. Well, it's like it's the the principal. The principal frames the kid detective, or like the principal frames a kid, and sees if the kid detective will actually solve the crime or fall for the framing. And once he notices that he falls for the framing, he's like, ah. I can use him to pull off a kidnapping of this girl who he had been grooming. Yeah. And he kidnaps her, locks her away for whatever years, and Twenty damn forces years. her to have a child or, I guess, through raping her. Yeah. She has a child eventually, and then he gives away the child. And that child is the person who ends up coming for the kid detective's help as an adult. Yeah, and because he's stalking the child and she starts dating the guy and she starts dating the, the guy that ends up getting murdered. And and I forget what happens, but yeah, he finds the photo in her locker and thinks she's like going finds down a, a bad path. Yeah, found, finds a nude of a girl in a mask. Yeah, wearing. and assumes that it's his. Yeah, and it then gets jealous. Because he's been living distant from her this whole time. And obviously it looks like the mom at that age. Yeah. Older. And it's all connected through origami roses, I guess. Yeah, because you think uh, it's a little not racist, but. Yeah, well, she yeah she she says like, oh, wow, I'm racist. But she got the origami roses and thought it was the Asian kid in her class. and But it was the the mom. Yeah. Man. And I'm glad they didn't dwell on it too much. And I'm glad that what was interesting is his first instinct was, like, to call her mom. Dude, I, that's You know what I mean? Where, like, it's like a it, child move. Not a child's move, but, like, oh, I need to get your mom. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what kids do is be, like, they go get the parent. See, I want to I wanna watch it because I didn't, like, the second time watching it is when I, like, fully realized, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's just a big-ass fucking kid. You know what I mean? And yeah. now I want to e- even notice more of that shit. But, like, um, but, yeah, I mean, even down to that, like, the, the mom, you know, the mom was a character throughout the movie. And it was, like, so interesting about him, like, going back to that house and, like, finding, you know, finding the origami rose there and her just being, like, just find my cat. Just give me my cat. I'm lonely. 
Like, I think the script was low-key, like, like really brilliant for, like, what it did. Like, there were so many scenes in there that I was like, oh, wow. Like, the way they wrote this was just very, very simple but very, like, powerful. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a lot of indie movies, you know, like a notorious trait is a small cast, small town, you know, like, very sparse and, like, minimal. But, like, within that workings of a minimal type of movie they were able to like pull off this like very emotional reveal of both like like a crime that was solved and like putting that to rest like something like that had been eating at him as well as being like this is why you are the way you are yeah and And, like two crimes being solved too technically yeah and it was cool because it was like all right now like he can move forward you know what i mean yeah but before he could move forward, he had to, like, sort of be, like, I don't know, let it out to his parents, like, how much this messed him up. Yeah. Because, like, despite being a hero, that shit gets to you. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that shit is so crazy. Yeah, like, so the, he calls he calls the mom, you know, and, and saves the girl. The girl has been missing for 20 years. And, and I, I also like how they show the caroline do the the meeting with him she looks significantly different you know how he said earlier in the movie like oh i don't think it's hit her yet uh-huh you know it's like she i think she looks so different in that last scene that it's like oh it looks like it hit her like her hair like she cut her hair she's wearing like makeup differently like she's dressed a little differently well i also think she might have been being groomed to be a, like a little innocent girl <laughs> maybe and now she feels comfortable, like, yeah, grow into whoever she wants to be. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing is that she finally, like, so many, aunt, you know, it was it was even interesting him, like, being like, wow, your parents are really photogenic. Yeah, I was just thinking about that because you know why that was? Yeah. It's because that they were all stock photos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh. And the grandparents were like, oh, we thought we thought Jesus blessed us with a baby. We didn't know it was uh, some rapist pedophile. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, but. But, the, yeah, like, I thought that was interesting that they showed her, like, just drastically different. Um, and she said to him, like, um, or, no, he was, like, have you heard from her yet? Talking about her mom because, because yeah, like, yeah, it was the missing girl from 20 years ago was her, her mom. And, and um, she was, like, no, she's just a kid. And I was, like, oh, my God. Like, that's yes. so insane. Have you seen a room before? No. That's pretty good. It's Brie Larson. You said Rune? Room. R O O N. That was like It's Dune like basically like a R. movie from it'd be like a movie from the perspective of the girl that was locked in uh, that room in the backyard. Really? Yeah. Brie Larson mm-hmm. played a chick. She has lock- like a child and the child's like five. From like a from like a fucking Yeah, a kidnapper. Oh my god. It's like a really heavy movie. It's pretty good. And then like it like it's <coughs> but yeah. I mean, the, the crazy part is, too, it's just, it, it, in some ways, like, I'm sure the, the daughter feels more emotionally, like, matured, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Plus, it's, like, all that trauma to have to work through. Yeah. I was about to say, man, it's really, like, for her, it was, like, it was just, this, you know, things weren't that, things weren't even that crazy. I mean, besides her boyfriend getting stabbed 17 times, you know, Which like. Which pretty crazy. Pretty insane. But. But it makes sense, though, knowing, like, her life should have been crazier. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that was just, like, a byproduct of her existence. Yeah. In a way, which is very tragic. 
But it's like really like we didn't even get to see her like go through it at all. You know what I mean? Like besides just going through the the work with with him. You know what I mean? Trying to trying to solve the case. But like, do you think you know, that the police knew who who did it? Or no? They, do you think they were just like too foolish to even like think it could have been the old sweet principal? I I think so. I think he kind of had his tracks covered. Um, I thought he was going to try to frame him. I didn't realize that he was like bowing out and being like, you got me. Dude, we I didn't even, I wasn't, it was like, <laughs> I was like, there's no way that, it's like, how is he going to prove that all this was real? And then I was like, oh, yeah, she's we, still back there. We haven't even discussed what, <laughs> what that scene yet, but oh my God, when he fucking, when he, when he, well, I guess he like breaks into the house, finds a photo, and then just gets put under the bed. And the dude knew he was there. Yeah, Principal comes home. Yeah. Um. Man, yeah, he just fucking. I thought, I thought like it was gonna be like. To me, I was thinking, I'm like, it looks pretty sketchy that he's got a knife stuck in his fucking heart now. You know, because the dude just pulls out a knife. You think he's about to stab Adam Brody. Yeah. And Adam Brody's like, I'm not afraid of you. I think the principal knew his time was probably coming. Yeah. Yeah, no, he yeah, he gave up he, you know, real quick. But yeah. But he stabbed himself twice in the chest and they show it like the whole it's like a minute long clip of just him just doo, doo, and then he just like that shit is the movie's so crazy. Like the first time I watched it, this ending really fucked me up. I you know, so I don't know if you're you were there with for that, you know, or if you were feeling that way, but like the second time watching it like I'm just thinking about like this. I don't know. It's gonna sound insensitive, but that shit was kind of low key hilarious to me, <laughs> in like the weirdest way possible. But no, like, I get it. I get it. But they just dragged that clip out so long, and then he like, you know, he like he literally fades out, and you're like, oh, this dude dead. And then he jumps up and he kicks the table, and it's like, he's like, they all get scared for a second. No, no, and I think part of why he sits there and stares for a little while is because he is sort of being in shock of oh, like yeah. the fucked up situation he's gotten himself into. No, he's into. so in shock. He's like, oh shit, this isn't just me figuring out if somebody's like gay or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is like a real, like this person that I've looked up to just stabbed themselves in the chest. Yeah. I, I was saying, like I said earlier, I thought it was really fucked up that that was the one guy that said like the thing he needed to hear. That's like the biggest misdirect but, like, of it all. It's like a classic groomer like abusive move though too or like manipulative move yeah i don't know all the pieces fit in i was very worried i was like oh my god now this is where he finally goes to jail like the kid detective goes to jail because now it looks like he killed him yeah no not even realizing like oh he like solved it and there's a lot of evidence yeah yeah i thought for sure he was fucked man i'm like he's got a knife in his chest like He's done, but he goes for the beer and sees the grape soda and realizes she's still around. That's crazy. Man, it reminds me of, like, I put it together this week that, you know, like, a lot of fairy tales or fables are, like, tales of caution uh, based in reality. Like, Goldilocks, not Goldilocks and the Three Bears, uh, Little Red Riding Hood. You know, like, she gets, like, the wolf pretends to be her grandmother or, like, relative in a lot of the stories. Yeah. And it's, like, a warning that, like, People who like are close to you may not may actually be yeah. a monster. No, that's uh, wild. I don't know. That just really reminded me of this. So easy like she, 
probably fell for the kidnapping because she trusted him, the principal. <coughs> what, the little girl originally? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I'll just get in my principal's car. Of course, I know him. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, he said that they were like had a relationship at some, you know, at school or whatever. He used to stop by our office and Yeah, there was like that huge push and then like I mean, obviously in St. Louis we had that incident that like made everything kind of real, but there was always the huge push of stranger danger. What of Kirkwood? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Sean Hornbeck. Oh, that thing. Oh, that situation. That was crazy, but I I can't I couldn't I'm I'm so, I was thinking about just like shitty teachers and Oh, like, no, no, no. Um I'm talking about like the Dude, that was insane. I because I just moved to St. Louis like a when year that happened. Before. Yeah, like I, I this, this was, was my first year in St. Louis. It was crazy because I remember when the so for a preface, basically at one point there was a boy who was like twelve that was kidnapped. I think twelve or maybe a little younger than that, yeah. and he went missing for a long time, like multiple years. And then this other boy got kidnapped. Ben, what was his last name? Sean Hornbeck and Ben. He got kidnapped, and some boy just randomly on his way home from school saw the truck that grabbed him, and they were able to trace it back to, like, this person that managed an emos. And when they found him, they found the other kid that had been there for, for a long time. Ben Ownby. Ben Ownby and Sean Hornbeck. And I, it always just stuck with me because, as a kid, I was like, oh, this thing that they're, like, talking about happened, and it could happen at any point. No, that was so insane because it's like, yeah, the dude, the dude was, worked at an emos. The dude went to work. 40 hours a week and held that kid for five years. And it, yeah, it was that three, four days of Ben being missing. That was like a fucking crazy frenzy in the city. And it was was cause somebody was able to see the car. Yeah. And then they found him and, and God, like I, I dude, I don't know that shit. That shit was so like impactful as a kid, like, or just so like, one of those things that sort of like rattles in your head as you're like I don't know not doesn't make you f- I mean yeah it did make me feel unsafe but it kind of like just like makes you paranoid. Yeah. God. <laughs> I didn't want this movie to be like the same as Tick Tick Boom where I just ended this pod in like existential crisis but <laughs> we're working our way towards it. <laughs> Throwing it back. Oh man. Dude, there's this article that says revisiting the Missouri miracle nearly two decades after Sean Hornbeck disappeared. It's crazy that they call it a miracle. I mean, I guess it is a miracle that they were found and everything, but it's also like ignoring the fact of how horrifying all that was. Yeah. That dude fucking worked at Emo's Kirkwood. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, where it's like, who, yeah. can you, who can you trust, man? FBI followed the white pickup truck that brought them to the pizzeria in Kirkwood. Michael Devlin, that fucking oh, piece man. of shit. I forgot his name was Devlin. Sometimes like you just hear a name and it just takes you back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, that was a, that was a time. Yeah, dude. I I wonder how prevalent that was in the 80s. Probably bigger. What, like kidnapping? Kidnapping, oh, yeah, dude. Dude, that's like, well, you know, I think about this a lot, right? Like, especially after fucking getting, like, carjacked and shit. It's like, uh-huh. like, we're really, like, not, you know, even though it, even though you think, like, it's 2022 and, like, everything's on camera, it's not. 
And if and if and just like we see in fucked up shows, like it's 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 real, you know, if there's no evidence, there's no fucking evidence. Yep. And people can know people do shit and still not be able to convict them of nothing. You know, like Yeah, I mean there are like people committing like large scale fraud and getting away with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I don't know, that shit scares me all the time. Like I, I'm like I'm like constantly scared now. Even like you know, even like at a QT, I'm like, I don't know if these cameras are working. Like if yeah. something crazy happens here, like what am I gonna do? You know what I mean? Oh, no. Like I mean I'm de- I'm de- I'm an anxious person in general, but yeah. like I'm very aware of my surroundings when I'm in St. Louis. Dude, I can't like I don't know, I can't like it, it sucks driving like anywhere now. Like I think about like if I bring like my fucking camera and laptop on me, I'm like if I get carjacked right now, you know what I mean? Like I'm fucked. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Yeah, I'll tell him, shoot me. I don't want to live without my Mac. <laughs> yeah, be like, bro, take the truck, bro. I, I just let me grab my bag in case real quick, and 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 we'll be straight. <laughs> oh. Yeah, man, it's nerve wracking for real. To be honest, it says Sean Hornbeck married and became a father. Both he and Ben Ombi still live in the St. Louis area. That's crazy. I'll be honest. I'm getting the fuck out of here if that that was me. Yeah. Yeah. Could you? <laughs> I bet they don't live in Kirkwood. That'd be crazy if they do, though. Yeah. Cause imagine, like, driving... Oh, man. Buff stuff. There's this, like, weird... I don't know how much I buy into it, but there's a... Have you ever heard of, like... It's called... I forgot the, the name for the theory, but the idea is that for, like, a long time, we didn't know that, like, using leaded gas was bad or, like, how bad lead was for us, and there was lead in our gasoline... And because there was lead in our gasoline, there was lead in our atmosphere, like a dangerous amount of lead. Mm. And lead, like, really messes up brain development. And so people had this theory that, like, it would aligned up with the time frame of, like, people who were finally, uh, like, in their 20s and 30s who had grown up breathing in a lot of lead gas at, like, the peak of the automobile boom with leaded gas. And that's when, like, a bunch of serial killings started to happen. Oh, like, and, what, like, in the 80s and shit? Yeah, and, like, weird criminals and stuff like that. Just, like, the 50s or some shit. It was, like, yeah, leaded yeah. gas everywhere. Yeah. Basically, it was, like, some guy was, like, trying to use lead to figure out the age of the Earth. Um, and every time he was running the experiment, you would get this absurd number that was just definitely incorrect. And he was, like, oh, so something must be contaminated. And he, like, str- he got it super stripped down and made sure like be very careful that no lead was getting in there and he was like finally like oh my god lead is everywhere like it's it's everywhere and he had to like go on this like it was almost like don't look up like kind of campaign where he had to like go on this like giant like conspiracy run to be like we need to stop using lead in our gasoline or else like we're gonna all die and that's why at the gas station you see unleaded gas yeah but i don't know so not to switch subjects, but it, Moonfall, you're pretty excited about that, right? Uh, I think I'm going to see it in theaters. That's like Don't Look Up, too. Yeah. It, it's like, do- <laughs> honestly, what I think it is, is it's like Don't Look Up mixed with Transformers with no Transformers. Yeah, but then it's also trying to be like Day After Tomorrow ish. Yeah. Like, it's like somewhat serious. Yeah. I, I Honestly, it was hilarious because I feel like when we went and saw, maybe we weren't together when i first saw the trailer in a before movie it was like a dead-ass serious trailer and it was <laughs> okay, like okay you did mention that and it was like spooky and scary and like ooh, like and what's the going new one on is like i'm a podcaster yeah and it's like <laughs> this is funny <laughs> uh, 
it was like they they weren't getting enough attention. They were like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna go the comedy route and like really make it seem like this is a funny movie." The new trailer, like the first fifteen seconds of it, seems like a weird movie theater commercial. Yeah, and then you realize, no, this has Halle Berry in it. This is not a commercial anymore, or at least it's like a trailer, you know. Yeah. But you think it's like a weird like. You know what I mean? Spoof? Like, yeah, you know, like, An turn AMC off your cell trailer. phones. You know, like, the world's about to blow up, yeah. guys. Like, I mean, honestly, it's just hilarious for me to even think about their pitching movie. They're like, all right, so, you know, there's the moon, right? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> what if it crashed into Earth? I mean, they'd be like, well, you know, obviously it would throw off the the waves and our our polar things like that. They're like, no, 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 you don't understand. It's a robot. <laughs> You're like, all right, I'm sold, <laughs> bro. I'm just like, I don't know. It makes me be like, damn. I gotta. You just gotta start throwing better at like the worst ideas, and then maybe they'll stick. That's how you get a script done. I heard a funny story today um, about um, Donald Faison pitching a show, yeah. and it was like literally like he was he was on a Zoom call with Seth Green, who like is you know. Um, you know what is it? Robot Chicken with like Adult Swim. Uh-huh. And he's got like a whole stop motion animation like or like studio and like company. Um, and Donald Faison's like super into that. And um, he was on he was on a Zoom call with um, them, and and there was other people from like Adult Swim on it. And it was like it was literally like a fun phone call, I guess. And he brought up like you know they were just talking about like dumb shit, and he brought up like this like little idea about um, about making this animation show. Um, a uh it's like a black indiana jones and he had a he has like a funny ass name for him um and basically the 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 dude was like the dude from adult swim was like think you could uh make a pitch of that in a week and he was like uh sure and 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 then made a pitch and then he's like all right i'll give you 10 episodes damn i want you to write it and he's like never wrote anything and then he like got together with like a bunch of people and now it's like Seth Green has like helped write one of the episodes and What's like, the show called? Uh I forget what it's called, man. I wonder if I wonder if I can find the name of it, but it, it sounds like it's gonna be fire, man. He got like Wanda Sykes playing like it's it, it playing a character in it. She's gonna be like Harriet Tubman in it. Bro, low key, I feel like T V and content is hitting this point of like infinity. I just feel like so overwhelmed by all of the projects that I think are interesting and are coming out and that continue to come out on top of all the things that I still need to watch that are old. Yeah, it's it's endless, man. It's too much shit now. I think about that with music a lot, too. I'm just like, there's so much music all the time. Because I was like looking at these, like a playlist or two that I got onto, like listening to all these other songs, and I'm like, wow, there are so many people. Or I was on TikTok scrolling, and like, for some reason my TikTok algorithm has recently has just been like, all of these clips are like, hey, I'm a musician, and if you're seeing this, you must be a musician, too. And I like those videos because I like seeing other musicians, but I'm just like, damn. feels like... I feel like it's just so hard for us to process how many lives, like a billion lives are. Probably even it's impossible for us to ever perceive how many lives, like 100,000 is. I mean... Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what processing another life would be. Just like how there are so many people out there that you could probably meet somebody 
who has no interest in watching Spider-Man No Way Home. No interest watching Batman. They really... This is like everything the opposite of you. Like, they've never even heard of Frank Ocean. They've never heard of... Yeah. You know what I mean? That It's wild to me to think about that. Yeah, I know them. I know people like that. It makes me be like, dang, I don't know. It, it's like one of those things that's like a little overwhelming, but maybe also comforting, where it's like, if you just like make what you want, somebody's out there will like it. Yeah. That's a nice feeling. I spun that from like nihilism into optimism there. Yeah. But I really do think it's so hard to process how many people like a million people is. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You get me. You're getting me into existential crisis mode now. I'm not trying to get you. <laughs> Why we gotta talk so broad like this, Stevie? All right, are you know. ready to get into some bullshit, bro? Let's get into some because I'm ready to talk about something speaking that I never talk about publicly. Speaking of about a million people, what's good with Brockhampton? Oh, damn! Oh, whoa! <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy. Are, are you? I was, do you got any thoughts that you'd like to say? I was sad, kind of, to see that uh, that it ended the way it did. Uh I don't know. That I think that's my only take. I kind of knew it was Is coming. Is it over? I don't. Is it a scam? I think it's a scam. I don't know if it's a scam. It's I think a scam, bro. That's definitely one thought <laughs> on it. I think that. It's surprising that they didn't put out, like, Puppy, like, because they kept talking about dropping Puppy. I think maybe at this point, and this is just pure speculation, they just want to feel free to go about doing solo stuff for a little while now without the pressure or having to explain what's up with Brockhampton. Maybe the return. They said indefinitely, but... Um, their deal with RCA was for six albums. Six? I mm-hmm. thought it was 15 albums. No, it was uh, $15 million for six albums. Oh, damn. I think Kevin's album can count for it, too. Hmm. You might be right on that one. Um, what did they do? They signed and then went straight to... Uh, that was post-saturation, right? Yeah, so that was Iridescence, Ginger, uh, Kevin Abstract's album. And then... What was that one that just came out? Roadrunner? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So that's four? That's four. There's another Kevin album coming. I thought they were going to do Puppy. They talked on Rick, the Rick Rubin interview, they talked about like all meeting up and locking in for like a month or two and then doing one more album. How are they going to do Puppy without a mirror? I don't know. I think they're just reworking the songs to drop them. Really? Yeah, yeah. Damn. But th- why? They were talking about dropping. Sa- Kevin said, Y'all want Saturation 4. I mean, that could have been a troll, but. Yeah, I think that's probably a troll. But he said y'all want Puppy like the same time. That's true. I do. I They did show screenshots of them working on Puppy. And like editing Puppy. But who knows? Dude, well, I do know one thing. It could thing. also have been like Kevin working on things and then like three or four members being like, what the fuck? I do know one thing though. I saw Mer- Have you seen Merwin's new video? No, I haven't. Was it good? It's cool. It's a good video. That's cool. It's a good song. Great beat. It, it's cool. You know, it's not amazing, but I think some Brockhampton shit is cool. You know, like, yeah, um, yeah. 
But I didn't see nobody post it. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't see nobody post it. And then we go to Merlin page, and he posted that bitch 25 times. You know what I mean? And then, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. So it's like, what is going on? And, like, maybe some of them aren't trying to do music the same way. Yeah. Well, that's the... It's, like, the part of growing up and growing apart. Yeah. That makes sense. And so, like, that could be an issue. Who knows? They, like, had a bigger impact. Do you want to hear a crazy fact? What? Uh, Brockhampton's whole career span. It's been since Frank Frank has a dropped album. <laughs> the whole time Brockhampton's been blown up. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Not that, like, I don't think that goes on to say that, like, Brockhampton was short. It just goes on to say maybe how long it's been since Frank has dropped. Yeah. Yeah, that says more about Frank. Than that, them. like, they could have this whole... I mean, I, I, and like what I'll say is that saturation summer was like amazing. That was a crazy time period in my life. Yeah. No, they did like one of the most craziest things with music with that shit, you know? Yeah. And I think I, I'd be, I'm only a little sad because like seeing clips of their most recent tour where I was like, whoa, they really got the stage design down. Yeah. They have a crazy set, set list to pull from. But. Maybe they also, like, kind of struggled with, like, who their fan demographic base was. Yeah, I think that could be an issue, too. Because, like, when I saw them live, there were, like, people who loved the Amir verses around me. Like, loved the aggression rap. But there were also tons of people who, like, were there for yeah the more bubbly stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's been a big issue of theirs, I feel like. You know, they've been kind of battling with, like, what... Since you know, since Amir left, or since you know, since all that happened, like you could tell that they like still were trying to do some aggressive shit, you know, and I don't know, still pushing for that. But but I'm you know that that's kind of the stuff I dislike too. You know what I mean? Like I like more you know indie Brockhampton. You yeah, know? like Swim. Yeah. Yeah, and like I think I don't know. I also just really I'm a fan of Kevin. Yeah, me too. So like. I'm definitely interested in seeing where he goes. And I'll probably be following him the closest. I hope he does more like TV shit and movie shit. I do too. I wonder he's if he's I wonder if he's shit. auditioning at all. I wonder um if he's I, he may not even be trying to act. He'd be he still would be great behind the scenes if he w- didn't want to act. I think at this point he's building. You know what I mean? Yeah. Learning. I think I, I definitely think Dominic Feike might be, you know, inspiring him to be like, "Oh, f-, you know cuz that's a big move for Dominic Feige, too. You know, like, that's insane. Yeah. Like, I'm really excited for his next Honestly, album. Honestly, he's been killing it, too, in the acting. Yeah. I think no, he's, he's been great. A gr- like, natural at it. No, he's great. I was really worried about him in that first. I thought he was just going to be, like, a little, like, cameo. Yeah. That first scene, I was like, wow, he really he really did it. But You think Tom's going to be in it? Who? Tom. Tom Holland? Yeah. In Euphoria? Yeah. No. You don't think so? No. You know, people think he might be. Really? Yeah, they like... You know people think they're broken up? Really? Yeah. I don't think so. But they... Uh, <laughs> um, there's Someone posted a bunch of... Like, did a photo dump. And there's like a few that he's on set. Well... He's probably just visiting her. Yeah, he could have been visiting. But, but... I'm sure... Who wouldn't turn... Like, you know what I'm saying? That'd be a crazy little cameo. I really can't see him popping up in there. And as a cameo. Not even. It doesn't even have to be like a line. He could just be walking the hallway. 
I don't know. That's too. That's too. You can't just use Tom Holland for a fucking extra. <laughs> It'd be funny, you though. could. That'd be crazy. But <gasps> I'd almost rather like it be like, you know, he's like playing himself. You know, like he's like a famous actor in the Euphoria world or some shit. I don't know. Like that'd be funny. Cause I just can't. I don't know. I don't know. I can't picture him. He's too. He's too innocent, bro. Maybe he plays a little he's church boy. Way too innocent to be maybe in that. Maybe he plays a little church boy. That's why Cherry probably failed. <laughs> What's funny too though is like he like pulls up to those people and he's like, I don't know, like Tom Holland's like an A-list celebrity at this point, and all of them. No offense to them. I don't oh, think yeah. any of them besides Zendaya. Yeah. I mean, like Hunter definitely tips. I was up gonna say now. Hunter. Hunter's on there. And Sydney does too. Yeah, Sydney. Um, but not. But yeah, but not still Tom. Not, yeah, Tom but level. and and I don't think you know Sydney hasn't been in anything like, you know, majorly like in theaters. I don't think like nothing like that's she like voyeurs. Um, she was nothing in that, something that nothing was that big. did crazy in box office. Now Zendaya is in, in like you know I mean she's oh done nothing Mark. like nothing yeah. like I mean like Zendaya was in Dune and No Way yeah. Home this year. And, and Euphoria. And Euphoria. Did you know Euphoria is based off an Israeli TV show with really? the same title? Yeah. No, I had no clue. You know there's a band in St. Louis called Euphoria now? Really? Yep. That's I saw name. that. Saw that recently. I keep trying to think of band <coughs> names. I'll never think of one that isn't on Spotify already. Wasn't there something we were going to talk about earlier? Kanye? Was it Kanye? Yeah. <laughs> Might have been. That was last episode, wasn't it? Probably. The Voyeurs. Oh, shoot. Sydney Sweeney was in, was in White Lotus. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. She hasn't really been in a lot of big... She's in Sharp Objects, too. Nothing like a big movie, though. Oh, was she in Under the Silver Lake? Yep. Okay, okay. Yeah, she's got, like, a small role in it. They announced where the next uh, season of White Lotus is going to take place. Where? Sicily. It's just going to be a whole new shenanigans at a different place, or... Yeah. Wasn't the, the resort called White Lotus or something? Yeah. It'll just be a different White Lotus resort. Oh, okay. There's like a lot of there's Are a lot of chains of resorts that have like resorts in each kind of touristy area or not touristy but like stereotypical like Cancun and Hawaii What happens at the end of White Lotus? Who gets stabbed again? The worker. That dude the, the hotel manager. The, the crazy hotel manager, he yeah. gets killed. Yeah. Damn, bro, cuz they need him to be in like they needed, like, his story. Like, hopefully this is, like, a prequel. Like, That'd he, be like, kind of cool. Like, if he worked at, like, a one before it, and this yeah. shows him, like, maybe developing, like, a real crazy... I don't know. Maybe he's always been crazy, but, you know, like... I also love the idea that, like, that that it's just, like, a non-big deal. Like, this wouldn't be a big deal in that world. Like, things probably happen at these resorts like this all the time, kind of. And just get swept under the rug. You think that would work if they did it? Like, where if, if they just... Like, just think about this. If they the first season of a show... And the second season happens before that? Well, yeah, but say they did, like, five seasons, right? But it's, like, the first season is, like, the end of it. Yeah, you could do and that. And then it's second, third, fourth, and, you know, and it leads up to, like, yeah. where they got to that <sighs> beginning of that very first pilot yeah. episode. I mean, like, that is, like, the TV show Dark in a lot of ways, but it's that's it's a, it's a whole different reason it ends up like that. What's Dark about? Yeah, it's, like, Stranger Things, but it's, like, okay. time travel and German. Maybe Netflix's best show, quality wise. Really? That's a quality wise. Mm. It's pretty crazy. 
It's like Stranger Things, but time travel. But nobody talked about it. A lot of people no, talked about it. I bet but not you, like Stranger wait, Things. Wait, I bet if you Google uh, best Netflix show, it, it'll come up. Let's see how much money you got on it. No, I'm just kidding. Best Netflix show, not plural. Ozark. Archive. Stay close. I just watched Archive. Rivervale. Stranger Things. Afterlife. These are such American shows. The Witcher. Cobra Kai. Can't say you. 3% you. The Sinner. Oh, here we go. You're about to get there. Too Hot to Handle. Made. Peaky Blinders. Then Dark. (laughs) Well, this is it. This is it in order. (laughs) 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 But I recommend it. Three seasons? Yeah. Three seasons in a movie? Three seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie. When two children go missing in a small German town, its sinful past is exposed along with the double lives and fractured relationships that exist among four families as they search for the kids. Alright, this is getting a lot longer. It came out on June 27, 2020. Maybe the last last one did, yeah. Yeah. The last season. Final episode date, actually. Which is the first season? Which is the last season? The day before my birthday. Wow. You looking forward to your birthday this year? Nope. Not at all. I kind of just want time to freeze for a little while. I don't know how to explain that. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't mind, like, living, like, this January over, like, three or four times. No, let's wait till March or something. Yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> it's fucking cold. It's like things can keep going. Events can, you know, like, I don't want it to be like a Groundhog Day situation where I actually live March. Like, I just don't want to, like, flip the switch over to 29. Yeah. But if I, like, stumble across a million dollars, two million dollars, you know, I'll be fine with it. Yeah, same. Same man. If anyone wants to loan Movie Club a million dollars, we could, we could return investment. I think. We definitely could. <laughs> I got a few plots or a few point, like a few ideas to flip that. Idea one: we, we buy a movie theater. And we run it. We try to start it up and run it to the ground, but we document the whole thing. And, we take that documentary when we go to Sundance. While we're at Sundance, we meet Wes Anderson. We say, Wes, we got this crazy movie idea for you. We don't know what it is yet, but we, we, we bullshit it to him. He loves it so much, he he pays us to write his next movie, ghostwriting. Suddenly we're ghostwriting for Wes Anderson. Then we go on to direct our own feature length, first one. And this is all off the strength of failing the movie theater. Goes on to win an Oscar. Then we say we're only doing... Seven more. Then we uh, we we say we're doing seven more movies. Each one of them win an Oscar. Then we decide to buy the Oscars just to end the Oscars. <laughs> Start our own award show. It's called the Movie Club Award Show. Yeah. <laughs> then we only no, we give start our... something called the Oscars too, and we give it to every <laughs> movie ever. <laughs> we call it the Boscars. <laughs> we sell Bosca sticks there. <laughs> Damn, now you really fucking date or like making us uh, St. Louis based. Aren't those like St. Louis things? I think so. Maybe. I love Bosco sticks. Why are they called that though? I don't know. 
Is it a type of cheese? I don't know. Is don't Bosco know. cheese a thing? I don't even know what Bosco stick is. What? You never had Bosco stick? Uh, I think maybe when I was in like high school. Hey, they're like bread with cheese on it. Mm. Wait, they're cheese with bread around it. Bread stick with cheese in it. So you wanted to talk about Kanye, huh? I Man. just want to know if you listened to that song. I did listen. Did you like it? Um, I thought the hook was good. And, like, it had so much potential for a song. And then he, like, this is the most, this is the unhinged, like, Kanye struggling to process this divorce that I expected way earlier. Not in a good way. Not in a good way. Yeah, this is bad, man. But, like, a public meltdown kind of way. Kanye is the craziest. uh, Not craziest, because that's mean. But, like... (laughs) Kanye is, bro. He went from he went from being like, "God help me survive this crash, so I could win all these Oscars and like make change music forever." Like you know what I'm saying, change the fashion world. Like I survived that crash to do all that. Gets divorced with Kim. I survived the crash just to beat Kim's ex's butt. <laughs> it's like what Kanye? <laughs> so can't you see how like small this seems comparison? Yeah, this dude is wilding right now. And it's so funny because he'd be out with, like, you know, Justin LeBoy all the time. And he'd be wilding. He was, like, he was out wilding the night before with Madonna, yeah. Antonio Brown. Floyd Merriweather. Yeah, you know, and then, like, um, and then shows up the next morning to the kids in the same clothes. Mr. Fashionista came out. So you know he was up all night. That man is on drugs right now. I'm, I'm just joking, but I, I'm not. I'm I not mean, joking. Either but that or just like, I don't know. I feel like. I mean, he's always been a non-sleeper or whatever. I'm not like trying to like diagnose from a distance. You know what I'm saying? But like, that's definitely like a sign of mania or like yeah. a manic yeah, episode, yeah. where like you're not sleeping. You're just like going about. Yeah. I don't know. I this sounds. I'm not trying to throw shade at Julia Fox by any means, but I wonder like what her life was like. Like, what was, like, going on in her life before this? Because it seems like she's just, like, I'm having a moment right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I don't bl- I don't really blame her. I don't really blame Pete either. I don't know. Um, I feel like long, like, you know, 50 years from now, people are going to be looking back at it and be like, damn. Like, Pete Davidson, that was the epitome of the male species during those times. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I don't know, but he's a crazy track record. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh man. Uh yeah, I don't know, man. Pete Davidson's Pete Davidson's funny, but he's just chilling, bro. He doesn't even have Instagram. He don't do nothing, bro. He just yeah. like I he mean, just he, like that's the funny thing is like he low key probably did just vibe with Kim at Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And then she was like, "Oh, you know, here, take my number." You're and, funny. You're paying attention to me. Yeah, like like, like I actually just want to chill and but hang she, out. But she was she's been like really cool about all this right but she was like she did you see her a little bit of pettiness no was it about the julia yeah that's funny she's like i'm glad he's dating a fan <laughs> Damn. <laughs> she's like I, you know i I'm, I'm you know i'd be i'd be upset if he was dating a hater of mine but i'm glad she's dating a fan i'm glad he's dating a fan. i this is this is gonna sound like a shallow question but who do you think in your opinion is more attractive. More attractive? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably Kim. Really? I mean, Julia Fox is nice, but like, she looks way better in Uncut Gems than like anything else I see her in. That's true. But like, I don't know. 
I think Romeo and Juliet. Really? But then again, I think there's something. I think to be I would. Said I think I would rather kick it with Juliet, and I think I would have more fun. And so ultimately, I think I would probably find her more attractive. Yeah, I guess like um, my ambition levels would probably match Juliet more than Kim. But there's something yeah. attractive about like a like a boss boss woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think I would get along with Kim at all. So, but. If we're being shallow, no, <laughs> I feel like it would like last five minutes, and then I would make fun of her for like that one scene on Keeping Up the Kardashian, where she's like freaking out about the earrings <laughs> being in the water. Oh man. So, what do you think about? Um, I feel like, man, I I got like I don't know. I've been thinking about music a little bit, and I think it's kind of funny, uh, not to just do a terrible segue out of this, but uh, man, the weekend and gonna. Got me thinking about album releases and how they do it. And everybody does the one song edition now. Just adding the one song at the end? Yeah, well, no, yeah, they, they redrop their album then a week later with one more song on it. And yeah. they hold their big features. Yeah. You know what other people do? The indie artist drop move? What? It's like Beach House um, and Big Thief are both doing this right now. We're like, They've been slowly releasing songs for, like, three or four months now. And, like, every month for, like, leading up to their album release, they've dropped, like, three songs. And then the next month they drop three more, but then they release it as, like, six songs together. It kind of sucks, but, like, the end of it I'll have, you know, like, there'll be, like, no surprises left. But it's interesting because I've, like, fully dove into this album for, like, ways that I haven't before. Where, like, I'm like, fuck, I love all of these songs. Because every time they really release stuff, I, like, listen to those other ones again. And they, like, grow on me more and more. I don't know. The one thing that I'll say is interesting about the Gun and Weekend thing, too, is that, uh, you know, like, originally the Weekend was projected more, and then it switched. I, I think even though the Weekend maybe did less on this project, he had not as many features. I guess he did still have some features. Not as many pop and features, but I don't think Gunna would be able to pull off a world tour in the way that the Weekend could. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even really talking nothing about them, like, no. competitively. You're or just sales. talking about the bonus. Yeah, I'm talking about the new strategy, because it even goes hand-in-hand with Baby Keem, bro. He did the same shit, where it was, like, a week later, it was, like, Brent Fias and, like, who else? Like, two other features just popped up on his album. Yeah, I think and the goal is, like, to get, you know what I'm saying? To, like, that spark on your notification on your Spotify app that you're like, oh, a new song by this person. I'll yeah. go back and click. It's just interesting seeing how, like, all the majors have to, like, find ways to boost their stats. Yeah. You know what I mean? They like, have to play these games, too. Yeah. It's like they have to, you know what I mean, find ways to trick their album. You know what I mean? And before it was the whole um, ticket sales things, get the free album with it, boost the album sale. Yeah. You or, know? like, buy the merch. Yeah. Boost the album sale. That yeah. was low-key genius by Travis when it happened. Yeah. Like that was a crazy <laughs> that was a crazy summer when everyone was doing that. Yeah. It was it reminds me of like uh twenty sixteen when everyone was doing the exclusive <laughs> streaming deals. Yeah, but people got pissed about that because of Frank. Well, I mean he wasn't the first to do it, but Well no, but but Frank ended it. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, people came to like they, they came to like a truce after that. Yeah. Frank pissed off the the industry so much <laughs> that they're like, All right, we're banding together against these fucking artists. Yeah, and I think that they were they like sort of hit their moment of maximum returns where they're like, we can't afford to keep paying artists this much. People are just using our services now 
and it's it's what's happening. Bro, what a crazy stat about Frank is Frank just hit his highest peak of monthly listeners of all time on Spotify. Really? Yeah. What's that? It's like 16 million or something like that. Co-current one month. But I think that's, it gets a big W and like a testimony to his mission, if that makes sense. Yeah. Where it's like longevity over short term. Yeah, well, his music outlives a lot of music. Yeah. But I mean, I think that just goes to show, I don't know, there's something to be said about putting out quality over quantity. Hey, man, that dude dropped a 70-song fucking mixtape, so... Who did? Frank. Oh, Lonnie Burrow tapes? Yeah. I don't think that was official. Uh, I think I that mean, got leaked. It was like a uh, a thing that got leaked, and then it was labeled as that by fans. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Either that, or he he just dropped a bunch of files. Because some of those weren't ever supposed to come out. Yeah. Because some of them are reference tracks yeah. for other artists. It's like yeah. the actual songs. But... I feel it too. Either way, that got him popping. It did, <laughs> right? And I mean, he was he was writing songs beforehand too, which is crazy. It's crazy to think that like people he wrote songs for, he's bigger than now. Yeah. <sighs> Bro, it was funny. I I did a bunch of like you know playlist submissions on Submit Hub. Yeah. And it's just like at this point, it's just funny. I mean, like it did. Not not a, not a brag, but like did better than i was expecting oh, yeah. but they're like sometimes like some people will still respond with like and it's somebody who i've submitted to like six or seven times at this point and they're like sorry but this was they did it all caps way too turned down on the vocals and i was like i was like really <laughs> just like no i was like first it kind of pissed me off and, I, and then i was like kind of mad at myself i was like oh i should have had the vocals ladder and then i was like i don't know i was like maybe this is just a you thing man i don't know it's very funny that, like, the opinions that those people have. Just send him, like, a song with, like, way louder vocals next time and see what he says. <laughs> just, like, it'll be just like, no, 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 no instrumental, just vocals. Yeah. <laughs> just just submit something, like, specifically <laughs> for him just to start <laughs> testing them. But I was, like, I was also, like, I was, like, it was an aesthetic choice, too. I don't know. Yeah. I'm about to turn it up. But happy to have that song out. Happy to be releasing again. Hell yeah. Damn, I'm yawning. My bad, bro. Oh, it's all good. It's getting late. It's about midnight here. We've been potting for almost six hours. Damn, it is 9.41. Fuck. We, we trimmed down our pods. We actually record for like six or seven hours. Yeah. We cut it down. Cut out all the bullshit. Uh, then we, we listen to it like three or four times, and then we drop it. Um, after only all of that. <laughs> I guess that was a joke. <laughs> I was fucking around earlier with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you uh, you could definitely like if if you did that then pitch shift it up and then like did maybe like one more and then threw like some drums on it. That'd be a beat, cloud rap beat. Hey. Speaking of rap, did you listen to the Earl Sweatshirt? That's what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I'm glad we're doing it at the end so I can get my. Uh, my critique's off now. Did you not like it? Oh, no. Um, I mean, I'll start with, man, Earl is one of my favorite rappers. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. But. 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 I, 
He's disappointing to me, man. Really? I mean, sonically. Really? The dude can rap. What dude about dude is like the 2010? 2010 is fucking perfect. Titanic? Uh, I, I I like maybe maybe there's two songs, there's two other songs that I kind of liked. But Visions. then But then when I went to play them again, I didn't know if I liked them. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Visions. I liked Titanic, and I liked uh, Fire in the Hole. Yeah, see, yeah, it's towards the end. I like the I like the interlude too, Lobby interlude. Mm-hmm. That was that was decent. Visions um, was great too, where he was just like. I don't know about that one. What? But, uh, I like the Z Loopers, dude. But he had his great where he's like. All right, I thought didn't it was like, thought it was a drop. I didn't get to cool. fully listen to it. Like I, I played it once while I was working, so it's a little bit. And I know Earl is saying some shit. Like I know Earl is yeah. like the best. He's one of the best writers out there, and he is one of the best like rappers, if you ask me. But like, I it's just sonically is where he sets me off every time. You know, it was like 2010 was cool, but I would even like, you know, like that's not even like that crazy of a song. It's just like crazy verse. Yeah. You know what I mean, like. But, but it's I, just I sort of like his sparse beats. I know what you're saying, but I like the minimal. Not it's not even the beats all the time. You know what I mean? Because I'm because I like that too. But it's like you know, like a lot of the other records, like he he just his voice isn't there. You know what I mean? Like there's another voice of his that he uses that I like. You know, 2010 is like, like he rapping. He yeah he he loud. He he good. You know, and then after that, it's like, like the the next song after is just like. I'm like, I couldn't even hear what he was saying. Like, I don't know. But that's, that's just me being an old man now. No, nah, I mean, like, there are times that it, it is a little bit quiet on some of his ones. I really like Visions, though. That I think that one's... If I was that dude, I'd say your vocals are way turned down. I'm yeah. Just, I'm <laughs> I mean, they, he's really are. But, I mean, like, that's also his aesthetic choice. I think it's cool that he gets yeah, some... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's really good. Seeping into the mulch, I needed a quick result. I read it and don't respond. She see it and saw it. I needed another goal. I'm seeing her when I want. Fire leaping out the hole. Let me just skip to his verse. This is one where I was like, this sounded like the most. There's an eagle looking for someone that blasphemy. There's an eagle looking for someone to fly with me. Get high with me, no visine, just see what my eyes see. Open my eyes, free me, just remind me where I'm from and what's going on, what's happening. The gas going, the motor flowing, bitch, what's happening? Remind me where I'm from and what's happening. The motor going, the gas flowing, bitch, what's happening? We ain't got click by myself. Couldn't be little myself. Could it be all weak as hell? I just be weary of self. I had to feel for myself. Had to get low like the jail pose. Check review that lose a tail, bro. I'ma skip over the hell hole. I had to vision myself. It caught a me at a standstill. I picked up a penny and left. I picked up the clips of the step, singular current event. Everything we in the midst of. How long are you waving a rent? Moratorium extend I'm just evading the pit. Ain't no parade in the tent. Fuck out my face with syringe. 
Fixing my face, feigning interest. Blowing on my paces, get thin. Everything he said, I missed it. Can't believe you get paid for this shit. Whatever stock up the shelves. Niggas thinking that they figured it out. Hit the lab with a myself. They itching for it. I seen it's been a drought. I hear the tone of the bell. Tried to atone with a prayer. No, the That's tone of tell. You gon' see when you get there anyhow. Uh. That's definitely a good verse. Yeah. I can see how. I, I know what you mean though with the other songs. It was. Like I said, I was working in and listening to it like just the one time through. I was like. You know, after two games, I'm like, like that does sound better. My headphones kind of But I mean, like, I. Magic is only make believe, and our children do not need to grow up in a make believe. You need to tell them the truth and help make. Yeah. And the other ones, I I don't even think I can audibly remember what it is. And I appreciate the like sort of like ambient like. This one definitely was the one that I was like, all right, this is back. This is yeah. And this is definitely like to you straight, no frills. What I think might pay the bills. Spit on the cam like yeah. Machiavelli. This is definitely like the, the modern era. I want to hear. You know, what I mean? yeah. and he doesn't have to do. I'm not saying he's got to do nothing, but because he does it sometimes, it makes me wonder. You know what I mean? Like the Earl rap beat verse is like the best Earl verse. Yeah, you almost like the Warner shit. Did you remember like Danny Brown song? They got tipped off. Yeah. Oh, you're just like oh, like. This is what yeah, you're sound like for the sweatshirt because you know I'm really in the best shirt. Cause you know I'm in the best shirt. Cause you know I'm in the best shirt. Cause you know I'm in the best shirt. Cause you it's like, like a super villain. You know, like, Daniel, you know, one he in the den with lions. Like, I think part of it is not to like, not that they always need to be compared, but like if you look at like Tyler in a lot of yeah, ways. Well, see, that's where, like, where I'm starting. See, where that? like Tyler like goes the opposite. Like went the opposite in a lot of. But ways. that's where I fight for Earl because that's that's the main reason I fight for Earl. Is because of Tyler in a yeah, sense. Yeah, because Tyler's like leaned into like pop and like. Yeah, and I even love pop. I'm a more poppy guy, you know. So you'd think I'd be like, you know, more on Tyler's side, which I love Tyler, but like, I just don't like that they don't kick it no more. But I don't know. I think they do kick it. I just don't yeah. think. I think it's like they kick it in the same way that like friends that have grown apart kick it. Yeah. No, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, for I mean, like sure. think about you have friends that you think are like amazing people. That like you just don't collaborate with as much right now, just because you guys are in different places. And you yeah. guys are working on different things. But I mean, like, when I hear Earl rap on some of those things, I'm like, oh, I just want to hear Earl and Tyler rap on like something. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like Tyler's gotten really good at rapping recently. Yeah, dude. If they when they do something again, which I think they will, it will be dope. Yeah, I think like Tyler has just always leaned more into like being big and successful like being artistic yeah. but also like landing yeah. and earl has just been more interested in yeah that. earl seemingly doesn't give a fuck about that at all and then like frank some fits somewhere in the middle of that yeah frank is yeah well you know frank I, mean? I don't yeah you it's hard to pinpoint what the fuck he's doing yes yeah. because he be yeah i mean he be land you know he might be i don't know 
Bro, speaking of, not to change the subject, but I, I wanted to talk about it this week before. Uh, while it was on my mind, we said pom, pom, pop. Speaking of pop, did you see that one uh, music festival? The pop punk music festival? Yeah, you see everyone's calling it a scam now? Yeah, I think it might end up not working out. Yeah, I don't think it is either. Everyone but, broke it down, bro. It's like the the vent, the place is like, can't even hold three stages. People are adding up like Warp Tour days. Where it's like, all right, you guys got more bands than Warp Tour had. They had six stages. They there's added like, it there's up. There's no way that they could pull off that many bands yeah. in one day. Everyone, I thought it was going to be a weekend. It would have to be three bands playing, and everybody gets 33 minutes, no matter if you're headliner or not. Yeah. It's not going to work out. No. But I, I, I part of me was like... You see some bands say they didn't even know they were on it? Yeah. I believe it. I don't even know. It's definitely Firefest type as stuff going on there. But... I was like, I hope that they see that they could actually get a ton of people to come to that if they were to put on like a legitimate version of it. But that still is like, you know, that that's a lot of it's a lot of different names. You know what I mean? Like I like, of course, they know they could get people to come to that. You know what I mean? I think that's like that's like a lot of people's, you know, even like show it was crazy. Hawthorne Heights is like the last on the bottom of the list, and I was like, "Dude, Avril was low," and I'm like, yeah. "Dude, I'm like, she." I like, think they were trying to design it where like the other big ones are down the middle, yeah. which is the confusing part of the design. Because yeah. Bright Eyes was on it too. Well, that's the other thing about it is it was kind of bad design. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it almost reflected the era. <laughs> no offense to that era, but <laughs> I mean, it had that like kind of like Converse. You know what I mean, like. I don't know the pop punk era design. Yeah, but but also half those bands like I I feel like had like way different aesthetics from that. You know what I mean? It was like a very specific type of era. You yeah. know that's like. I bet the killers bands. the killers saw that poster and were like, ah, "This is a little bit too close to our song." <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Uh, there was something to be said about. I was like, "Dang, people really still love that that era." Oh well, yeah, and it's fucking. I mean, I would, I would love to see My Chemical Romance. The Dude. issue is also like their tickets to their show right now, like like two hundred dollars minimum. Really? Yeah, which is maybe worth it. I would love to see them run back the Black Parade. Yeah, this is sketchy, man. Cause I don't know. The website looks good though. Ugh. Actually, I don't know. This website is sketchy too. <laughs> yeah, I looked. I, like it's not cheap. Like it's not a cheap show. It says tickets starting at nineteen ninety nine. No, that's probably like to like multiple payments. Scroll down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. down payment. <laughs> Ooh. It's like general messages. Yeah, general admission is two twenty-five, which is a lot of money. VIP is five hundred. Yeah, there's VIP Cabana. Twelve thousand dollars. This is definitely Firefest. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be Firefest with millennials, <laughs> like Dude. millennial hot punk people. Why did they think that they were going to scam a bunch of pop punk people? Like, people found out about this quick, though. Like, I don't know. Like, like this isn't people the place. People did the math quick. And this, it's Live Nation. Yeah, and it's like people aren't going to, you know, this isn't like the, 
you know, this isn't like the sorority frat crowd that can spend 12,000 bucks on a cabana. Yeah. You know, like. Well, although to be fair, you know what I mean? Like they're aiming for like people now that have been working for however many, you know what I'm saying? Mid True, but working class fucking people aren't going to spend 12,000 bucks on a cabana. That's you know? true. I mean, but successful s- people maybe, but. You know what I'm saying? 35 year old lawyer that wants to relive their maybe. high school phase. Maybe, but I think that's a lot risky. I think you risk a lot of those people out, like, being, like, you know, oh, like, a lot of those people are, like, I'm good. You know, like, they don't want to, you know, a lot of those people maybe not don't want to go back. That's I don't know true. if, I I don't know if the 35-year-old lawyer that fucking grew up in this wants I, to go I back. I think there's, like, a lot of people who feel pent up. You know what I'm saying? True. They want to they wanna relive those glory days. They want something to look forward to to escape the uh, mundanity of modern life. And it's in Vegas, right? Yeah. That's wild. I've never been to Vegas. Have you been to Vegas? No, I have not. Dude, story of the year is on there. I'm telling you, there's some like bands that you wouldn't expect to see on there. Yeah, and there's like some new shit, bro. There's this dude Prentice on there, and Fonz just sent me it. This kid is 14. Really? Yeah. He's at the bottom. There's like other like rappers and shit on that are like just hidden on there too. <laughs> You're 14? Oh, yeah. When you were born, I was I was still doing coke. <laughs> Who is this princess kid? I want to... Uh, I want to... I've seen... <coughs> yeah, this kid is literally 14. Holy shit. to look like Nick back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this. I love the ah! The chopped up ah! How many views does this have? 
11,000. Oh, okay, okay. This guy reminds me of Glaive. Do you know who Glaive is? No, I've heard the name. It's like that hyper-pop kid I've showed you. He's like 17. <laughs> but this dude's on cinematic? Oh, wow. That song was literally, to me, like the, the plot of Licorice Pizza. Yeah. I will wait. <laughs> I will wait. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's fucking Prentice. Ugh, how did he get on that festival? <laughs> his his like dad owns <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> but I was like, how does Bright Eyes fit on this? You know what I mean? I guess it was Bright like, Eyes does fit on that. But yeah, you're right. Dude, they, the names in the middle are like big. It is like boom boom. Yeah, it is like those are like the. Yeah, but they, that is weird. They got like seven headliners. <laughs> if I, yeah, there's so much shit on here. The use Man- Manchester Orchestra is on here. Too. That one is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> is it Dashboard Confessional on there too? Yep. I wonder if they could play the whole Spider-Man Two soundtrack off of this festival lineup. Probably. That was a great, great, great soundtrack. Crazy. <coughs> I will wait. I, I will wait. wait. It was kind of a sweet song. Yeah. Yeah, he's not bad. Sometimes when I hear that, though, I'm like, all right. Maybe somebody that doesn't see it. Hi there, this like, is Unmesh from Pix Imperfect. I hope you have. It's like Whoops. Very, very experienced producer who's probably like in their mid to late 30s. And they're like. But it's funny because. You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't know. I heard another, because Fawn sent me this one song of his, and it was like a song he leaked on a, like his SoundCloud or some shit. And like I, I listened to it, and it's like, it, it was kind of funny, because like, I, dude, I wrote songs when I was like 11, you know, like on a guitar, and I just, you know, would play like some chords, and I'd make like, you know, like, the first song I ever wrote, I was like 10 years old, it was called Perfect Girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bro, that's, I'm but that's not, even, not even kidding you. I feel like one of the first songs I wrote was like it was like MTV Girl or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like like listening to his stuff and like see, like actually like hearing some of his lyrics. I'm like I'm like I would write this at 14. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. 13. I'm like, and, and it's kind of funny seeing like, you know, I don't know, just the I don't know. It, it, it's interesting, but it is funny hearing it produced. And yeah. sounding good, like a song that like a fourteen year old would write. I mean, like yeah, you're listening to the production, you're like, damn, that's a really, it's like beautiful keys and like a nice mixed guitar. Yeah. And then like the drums come in, it sounds perfect. Yeah, but I mean, like modern drums. That's what like Glaive sounds like too, a little bit. But Glaive's more hyper pop influenced. Yeah, I mean that was a little bit too. It's like modern, modern pop music now. That's true. Dude, like the pop punk sound is is just so huge right now yeah i mean yeah i guess i don't even know what i consider the pop punk sound because i don't know if that was it i guess it, that's just but it is like influence it's like yeah it's based off of it yeah, yeah. Like I, it, it's like not the watered down version but it's the uh popified version yeah it's definitely like part of that family tree but I think, like, the people like Kenny Hoopla and shit have, like... Way more pop-punk influence. Yeah, like, they found ways to, like, you know, really take, like, I don't know, like, the right things from it and kind of modernize it. Yeah, and just, like, keep that going, the spirit alive. Yeah. 
you know, while like, you know, even like Pink Panthers, you know, being like hyper pop shit, like she's very pop punky in a sense too, you know, like just using like the same kind of like. I mean, she's like pulling, I mean, it's literally some samples from yeah, that era type stuff. One of those is like a Linkin Park sample. Whoa. I saw that there's someone made this like long Reddit post on how she was like a, a real industry plant that's like pretending to not be one. And I was like, everything that they described were things that had happened after a few of her songs had blown up after TikTok. Yeah. She was like, look at all, they were like, look at all the, these producers on her mixtape. I was like, she openly talks about like working with producers on the mixtape. Yeah. I mean, she could be, but I, I mean, it don't. Yeah. It's I mean, so like, hard I, to pinpoint that shit. For me, at least, it, it seems like she had like a few songs that like legitimately blew up on TikTok. And from that momentum, people have guided her since then. Yeah. I just remember, like, well, I saw, I saw like, a bunch of L.A. people post her. And I kept seeing her name, and I love Pink Panther. So it was like, I just noticed her name right away. Yeah. And then I noticed, like, some people in St. Louis post her. And this is, like, six months ago, like, you know, seven months ago. Like, I don't know. It was, it was a decent amount of time ago, but, like, not too long ago. Um. But all of a sudden, it was, like, the second I saw, like, all these L.A. people posting her, it was, like, like there was a lot of people around here that I was, like, you're not that tuned into music. Like, why are you listening to this and posting it? And and that's when I was, like, all right, let me check this chick out. And then I was, like, holy shit, you know. And then it still was, like, three, four months before, like. It really caught on. Yeah, you know, it really took off. But there was, like, but she, like, she did take off. Like, I and, think and that could be TikTok, but. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, I literally think it, it, a part of it comes from people using her songs and their sound on TikTok. And then, like, it being a part of a few different viral trends. Because I don't know how much you've used TikTok, but, like, once you start to see that, like, same song used over and over again, it gets stuck in your head. Yeah, but no, like, that's true. I'm but then, I, I, all of a sudden, like. You go to, like, find it on Spotify and you're listening to it for real. Yeah. I guess I just, you know, I've heard, like, songs that I've never heard before that I've seen in some TikTok yeah. trends. And but she had that, like, lot, like, the the pain one was, like, t- t- yeah. like people were using that for all kinds of things. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. It's very, sometimes I kind of wish I knew how the the sausage was made, you know? But I feel like it would, like, kill my soul. Yeah, there's some stories I'd like to know. Or at I least know if there was, like... I feel like some of it I want to be left a mystery to. Yeah. Like, I would... I don't know. Because if you start going on those rabbit holes, like, anything genuine. I mean, but it'd be nice to know if nothing is genuine. And then you could just accept how bleak everything is. Damn. Acceptance is letting go. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. All right, so what do you rank the movie? I forgot we had to do that. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Dude, it's... I don't want to be that guy or anything, but... I don't want to just be handing out tens <laughs> all the time. You know? <laughs> but... <laughs> but you know, I I don't know, I don't know what I would. Ha- I was thinking about this the second I finished. It. I'm like, what am I gonna rate this fucking movie? And I don't know, like I don't have any complaints. I don't have anything. Like I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, it. To where, like, I don't know how to rank movies that well, because it's like, you know, I mean, I I don't usually just rank off like what I think. Of it's them. Uh, sometimes it's why I like the Rotten Tomatoes scale, where it's like you you either say it's fresh or rotten, and then like it's the percentage of critics that say it's fresh or rotten. But I'll, I'll go first. I give it an eight point five. What makes you bring it down? Um, you know, for like a ten for me, there's like a certain level of scale I'm looking for. And it's hard for me to give a movie that's as stripped back that much. Um, and there's just not some, like, silliness to it. But, like, you know, I don't know. It wasn't as suspenseful until all of a sudden it really was. I don't know. 8.5 is a really good score. Yeah. I would rank it as, like, uh, it's a movie I would recommend to a lot of people. Yeah, I no, I'm just trying to think of, like... You know, like, uh, part of... And, like, this is part of the movie of him being, like, this child, but, like, you know, like, he has no romantic interests. Like, in a lot of ways, like, it's, like, how does this guy even operate in life? Like, there's, like, this sense of disbelief you have to, like, suspend. Well, that's part of what I like about it. Like, I love, like... I love some things that are, like, cartoony. No, you know fair, what I mean? Like fair, fair. Like, this is, like, cartoony. I love, like... Like world building, like this doesn't feel like a real world. Yeah, you know this feels like some like almost like fifties inspired small town. You know what I mean? But it like never took place in the fifties. Like that girl disappeared in like two thousand two. You know, but like they kind of had like this weird like just old fashioned like fifties kind of feel to it in a sense with like just the way I don't know the way you would like walk through the streets of the small town and like a little candy store and ice cream store and like and then like it was so many. So like even like with the script and everything, it was like so weird, like the way they would like describe stuff, you know, and like you know, like the red shoe gang, or like the overnighters at the school, you know. Uh, there was just like so many weird little like references to things, but um, but no, I mean, yeah. So I just personally like like yeah, just like crazy worlds, you know, in a sense, you no. know. So I'm like uh, kind of attracted to that shit, but um, I feel that. I think for me. I felt like they should have pushed harder one way or the other. Really? Just slightly a little bit more. I don't know how to explain it. No, because I, I, I noticed, like, in me even thinking about this movie, I'm like, man, like, I love the tone of this. And I was questioning, like, wow, like, is the, is, like, like, am I right in that? You know what I mean? Like, are they doing it good? Because I know you've, you know, I, I guess that was even, like, a good critique and don't look up. You know what I mean? And that's something that I didn't even really, like, put together when I was watching it. It was like, whoa, they're Tone. switching tones a lot. But yeah. And but and and I felt that in this, but I liked it. Yeah, no. And like know? I I liked the small town nature of it and like the things you're saying about him walking around and like how the sort of small townness allows for like these goofy scenarios to kind of play out. Yeah, like it's definitely like I you know, I yeah, I just don't look for like realism all the time and in, in things. I don't know. Yeah. It was just that like at times they were also trying to be like realistic. They're like, what are you doing with your life? You know what I mean? I don't know. And then it didn't really resolve. I guess it, I don't know. It was an 8.5 for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not arguing with that. I'm just like questioning why I like, I'm just wondering why I don't like. The ending for me, like, is what really cap, I mean, like, sells the movie, I think. Because, like, in, like, what you're saying, it works so well. Because this whole time, it's, like, this, like, goofy, fun scenario. 
And like right at that moment that he decides to break down in front of his parents, everything comes out that it's like, or like all the floodgates come rushing where it's like finally hitting him. Yeah. How truly like, like how much trauma he's had to deal with from all of this. Yeah. And like will have to, like you know what I mean? Like, dude, it reminds he like me. wanted to resolve it, but like, you know, it's like sometimes you don't really know what you're wishing for. Dude, it, it reminded me a lot. Like I don't know, you know, it's like very very different, but like. The way the way it played out, it just it did it hit so it hit every different like thing you could I feel like you could hit in a movie. You know what I mean? Like it, it got comedy right, it got like drama right, it got like you know I don't know maybe like, minus romance. Yeah, I mean, but, but that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, well, well it it wasn't needed in this, but but I, I you know and that's what I enjoyed too um, is that I liked that like you know he kind of found friendship with the with the Catherine girl in a sense too, and yeah. that was like. You know, there were two people that didn't really, like, question each other in a sense. And, and you know, it was like, kind of like his only person he didn't have to worry about throughout the movie necessarily, you know. Yeah, and, like, it is a very progressive choice for a movie script in comparison. Like, especially when you're thinking of, like, Bechtel test type stuff. Because, like, it's a female character that doesn't yeah. rely on her, like, you know what I'm saying, relationship or, like, interest in yeah. the lead man. And has motives and desires that are her own. I don't know. And, and like, honestly, the story is just as much about her at times than yeah. it is about him. No, definitely. Definitely. But, yeah. No, I was just I was just judging, man. I'm like, I don't know why I can't knock this one down. I, ha- I have to give it a 10. I don't know. And that's just. Yeah, I feel it. I respect yeah. it. That's cool. I think this movie is criminally overlooked. Like I yeah. cannot believe it. You know what I mean? Are like you being a pun right now. <laughs> What's the pun? I don't know. Criminally, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a pun. <laughs> but like, serious, like this, this might have been one of the most inconvenient times to drop a movie. Yeah, no, this movie really got fucked, and like, Cause that like was it was done wrapping before COVID, with plans to drop it during award season that year. Only to find out about COVID. When I was thinking about that, I got all messed up. I had like a real big existential crisis today. Really? Not huge, but I was like, I was like, oh, so this is probably about to come out in the middle of 2020. So that would have been like the first year of the pandemic. And I was like, oh my god, we're yeah going into year three of the pandemic. And it was gonna have a theatrical release, like, and this is like the dude's first movie ever, and like it, it was like. It was like a Sony movie. Like it, it was going to. It needs to if it needs to get on Netflix or, or yeah. something. No, yeah, it, and I think that yeah, I think they're kind of just going through their own bullshit. This movie really got fucked, and I don't, I don't think it would have done great or anything. But there's a chance that like, you know, I don't know. There's just not a lot of like. I mean, even movies like, I may have mentioned on the other part, like Ride the Eagle, which is a Jake Johnson independent movie that was made during COVID. That's not picked up a ton, but like Hulu is way more accessible to see something like this than Yeah. Stars. Yeah. But say COVID never happens, like I, I would really like to see like some you know, like besides like what, A twenty four, you know what I mean? There's not a lot of like good shit that hits theaters that's like smaller and indie and just like good concepts. You know what I mean? Yeah, unless they're like uh, known directors already. Movie. Yeah, or just art house movies in general. 
Yeah, but that, you know, what, like shit that goes to like special theaters and shit? Yeah, or like we'll go to High Point or... Yeah, exactly. Like so, like, yeah, you know, and those are, those are you know, sometimes you don't even know about what's going there. You know what I mean? You got to really be keep keeping up with that shit, you know, to yeah. find some of those. But like, I mean, like, it is kind of unfortunate. I was thinking about this the other day, not to like drag <laughs> on this anymore because we just said the scores, but like think about where talent has gone to in terms of like TV movies just because of the streaming wars. You know what I mean? Disney Plus is like, all right, we're going to pour all this money into TV shows. And HBO is like, we're going to pour all this money into TV shows. And who's like, we're going to pour all this money into TV shows. And suddenly all the talent's headed over to TV shows. And now like not as many people are focused on making the artsy movie because they're getting so much money to make the artsy TV show. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested to see we'll, we'll see that trend collapse as like people start to like compete less for streaming stuff. Yeah. Because I think, I don't know. I do you like movies or TV more? Because I think I wish I watched more movies. It's easier to watch TV. It's easier to have a show that you go back to and watch like it for like ten hours. I'm a bit more movie guy. But I, I think yeah, I agree. Because I think when I finish a movie, like it hits me. Maybe in the same strength as finishing a TV show in terms of staying with me, but they did it in like two hours. I really stopped watching shows in like 2018, and like when I found Marvel, like I was like done watching shows. Like I went and saw Black Panther in theaters, and like immediately started watching movies again, right? And then I went like you know, and before that I was watching a lot of YouTube and stuff anyway, and then I just switched to like, you know, really watching YouTube or movies, you know, where YouTube was like my TV, and then. In the last year or so, I've gotten, like, more into shows again. Yeah. And there's been a lot more shows again. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to escape shows right now. There's so many great ones. Yeah, you know, and there were still ones, like, I watched Euphoria in 2019 when that came out. But, like, um, even, so, like, think about, like, the two episodes you watched of Euphoria, right? Think about how much that emotionally impacted you versus watching this movie, Kid Detective. Well, I mean, what? they're very different, but like the amount we've able we could dive in and discuss about this movie versus, and those two episodes were longer than this movie. No, we could talk about those episodes longer. But I mean, I don't know if we could have as co-current of a uh, what they were trying to say. No, you're and right. Like, there's but not. It's not resolved yet. None of that stuff's resolved. But that's a, that's a different structure. You know what I mean? It's hard to you know. Yeah, you, you I guess I, I just mean I appreciate with films able to. It's like succinctness of like they resolve it no i agree i'm more of a film guy but like you know it's it's just a different art you know it's a different storytelling you know what i mean like like that's like a chapter based thing you know what i mean while like a movie is like can be chapter based and stuff but a lot of time it's like if anything it's like three chapters you know what i mean like it's three acts you know like um so it's like it's way different and and Euphoria is different, but I do think that we could. I do think that we could discuss Euphoria. First yeah, two oh, episodes, I mean, like I mean, for sure. Of length, like I guess I just meant that we don't have the conclusion yet. Yeah, it's so, like we don't. We would be more hypothesizing and not <coughs> like discussing the actual yeah. meat of it all. But even the stuff that they've shown us, like there's, a, you know, there's. I guess so I just wonder, stuff. like, what what would movies look like right now if, like. Netflix never popularized streaming. That's a, I know that's like a huge another. Yeah, no, that's an interesting question. though, is what I was gonna say. Oh, like, okay, that's yeah, like, but like, like I don't cause, know because I have no clue. You know what I mean? There's no way of telling because it's like, 
You know, I mean, you could say movies were starting to teeter off anyway. You know what I mean? Even before streaming. You know yeah. what I mean? Like 2006 to 2009. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know those years, but like, let's look up top movies of 2006. But I mean, I, I'll, I'll make, I'll make you, I'll agree. I think 2006, the last peak, peak movie making, where like movie making hasn't been pushed this far since then is Lord of the Rings. They haven't gone as crazy as they did with Lord of the Rings ever since. There was a point in the, while shooting Lord of the Rings, they had 10,000 extras. They had helicopters to film this stuff. They had to have people hired I did. This is a- just to feed the animals on set. Really? Like, they didn't use... They used very minimal special effects for that movie. They're wearing, like, plated armor and, like, very real props. Well, I mean, I think... They filmed all three at the same time with an insane budget. With it, like They just like went all out. And ever since then, I don't think it has gone remotely close to using that much real practical effects. And like part of it is because special effects have gotten better. But I mean, I don't know if they'll ever give somebody that big of a budget off of just like... How much was that budget? What, what, what Lord of the Rings? You're talking about the last one? They filmed all three at once. Okay. Oh, well, that's three fucking movies. That's what I'm saying. Like, but to, like, trust to be, like... What about Avatar? They've been filming Avatar 2 for, like, ten fucking years. Yeah, but I... I uh, that's different. You know what I mean? How is that different? They, they, They've been, like, filming underwater and this shit, is, dude. But this that's is, like, like, a... This is a rich... That's a rich filmmaker with his own money. You know what I'm saying? Like, doing his thing and, like, making his own work. This was, like... They gave him all this money... And we're like, you're gonna make the three Lord of the Rings movies, and we, I, you know what I mean? Like there was just like a, it was a leap, a leap that isn't. I don't think. How much was the budget for all those movies? Ninety-three million dollars for the first one. Ninety-four for the second one. Ninety-five. No, 94 for the one after that. That's pretty crazy. I mean, for back then, I think. Yeah, you know, but... And like, you got you to gotta put it this way. Marvel movies, a lot of their budget is actor bills. Like... I mean, they're doing like 500, 600 million dollar budgets. Well, I mean... Not every movie's endgame, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, have you seen The Lord of the Rings recently? Forever. No. Yeah, I've seen them. You should watch them. I mean, just appreciate how that like some of their battles are literally like ten thousand people coordinated in one fight. No, I get that that they were doing more, but I think like I think technology um, changed a lot of shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And maybe for the worse. You know what I mean? Like yeah, um, I guess I guess my also argument is that it nothing has. I don't think even Endgame or like Avengers at times look nearly as good as Lord of the Rings does. And, like, it's just because you can tell that, like, sometimes the aliens are CGI. But, I mean, they're still amazing movies. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say they're not. I just don't think, I think, like, that was, like, the peak of, like, pushing the limits of things. Like, how big of a scale can we make this and, like, do it practically? I mean, maybe, you know what I mean? I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would probably agree that, like, yeah, maybe. But I, there, there might have been bigger shit, bro. There's, been, there's just been, like, 
I don't know. There's been there's just been a lot of people like dumping a lot of money into stuff. You know, like like even like the new Last of Us show is like ten million dollar episodes. You know what I mean? Like or like you know like fifteen million dollar episodes, and it's like they got like ten. You know, that's like that's like damn near one of those movie budgets, and they're like they recreate some shit. Like Hawkeye just did the whole Rockefeller Plaza. Like in the, they're like, and that's all like smaller scale stuff. You know what I mean? Obviously, but like. People do still do practice, and like the Star Wars, what those three ones that they came out, like those were all like, you know, like shot on film and like using real shit rather than like special effects and shit. Like yeah, so Star Wars kind of like went and brought that back, but um, I don't think there's that was nearly as good though. I haven't seen any of them. I don't know, but um, I mean, I, I'm not trying to say like people aren't going all out. Still, it's just. I don't know if, like, the detail's always there, if that makes sense, or, like, the care of attention. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm I'm completely wrong, because, I mean, like... No, I guess I'm wrong. Lord of the Rings is the best movie ever made. No. Well, <laughs> no, not the best movie ever made, but, like... It's, it's got the most scale. care. Scale. Scale. Um, The scale of it is, I think, just impressive. Yeah. Because, I mean, like... I would also argue maybe like we're at the we're always reaching peak cinema. You don't think Endgame scales big? Like you know what I mean? Getting all those actors in a room like they actually did. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, but I mean that like, that's pretty big scale as far as like you're getting fucking fifty, sixty yeah, fucking but, major but I mean, celebrities like, together. Like think of all the horses. Like they had to have so many horses and like to feed those horses over like multiple days. I don't know. Yeah. There's just, like, a lot of, like, practical details that it's, like, crazy to think about how many people are planning that out. And I get Endgame is crazy, but, I yeah. mean, like, most of that was just being, like, let's schedule, get to get all these guys scheduling conflicts. Yeah. They're both impressive in their own right. But, I mean, in, like, not I just modern cinema. Because, like, there's a movie like, like, you know, Licorice Pizza. I just think, like, all right, so me personally, I guess where I come in is, like, I think movies can be, like, you know, and I'm not, like, by far like an environmentalist or anything but like i always think about like how much people waste shit in movies like by destroying cars and shit like that like that appalls me right driving a shitty truck right when i see them crash like a fucking a nice car you know what i mean i'm like i'm like damn man hollywood's really out here just fucking like you know what i mean like using and abusing the world yeah you know you see that? there was like the article that like the james gunn prison set <coughs> No. They like melted down all the metal and sold it. <laughs> really? Yeah. But That's I mean, like, crazy. Like it's it I yeah, that when I read that it made me think of similar things to what you're saying. Yeah, I just like I just always thought I'm like, wow, like they really, you know, like, you know, just a, you know, and I think about YouTubers and shit who like buy iPhones just to smash them and fucking get a million plays or like to drop MacBooks. I'm like, I'm like, whoa, the world is kind of a little crazy for this. Like the, the <laughs> what they will do for some fucking content. Yes. So that was that's part of my brain, like argue or, you know, going against Lord of the Rings of just like, wow, you're really, you know, when. Like, you know, and so that's why I kind of, like, agree with, like, some special effects shit, you know what I mean? Like, but, but you're right, you know what I mean? Like, and I, and I do love attention to detail, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of part of the reason why I like the movie, you know, today a little bit is that, that fucking everything had, like, I feel like every little detail meant something, but, but that's just being smart with it, too, yeah, you know and, what I mean? Yeah, and the Rather than tell a story without having to have all that extra stuff. And, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, 
for a detective movie, there wasn't a lot of like shootouts and like yeah. things blowing up and yeah. There was just that one scene of a three minute knife yeah. stabbing. But that whole like the Lord of the Rings just seems like a nightmare to me, and I'm sure like Peter Jackson like. I, I don't think there's any way you could end up happy from that. Like, he, he's the one that filmed that stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I just feel like there's no way you could end up happy with that. You know what I mean? Or, like, I'm sure he was, obviously, but, like, you know, I'm sure, like, that that was probably the most stressful fucking day of his life. Like, or, you know what I mean? Or, like, weeks of his life. Of yeah. I mean, I would love to hear about it more and more because, I mean, I'm I'm sure that there was just a lot of people working it. Yeah. Like, a lot of people on set. But like you said, man, all those animals and shit, it's like, there's, that's that's gotta be thousands of chaos stories. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know. And it's like, Or it yeah. all just worked out. You know what I'm saying? It was good planning. I mean, efficient yeah, planning. Maybe, but, but I'm sure there was one horse that ran off and they just had to keep it on that take. And you know what I mean? I'm sure even on those takes where it's like, oh, he's like, fuck, man, look at look at right there. You know, like this person falls off and or, they, or something like that. They you do know? have special effects in the movie, I should add. But most of it is like little tiny flavorings. Yeah. Or like adding the Eye of Sauron. It is very noticeable how much it's like real effects yeah. when you will go to watch any of the Hobbits. And I'm low-key like a suck. Like I'm I'm dumb when it comes to special effects. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I just also think about, like, growing up watching shitty stuff. You know what I mean? That it's like, yeah. man, like, the more shit gets better, it's just like, wow, we're just getting better. That's, it's all, it's all good to me. You know what I mean? Like, especially after, like, watching some old movies, like, seeing, like, Spider-Man 3, bro. Like, some of, some of those scenes were so bad. Like, there's a couple scenes in Spider-Man 3 that are, like, the fuck were you guys doing here like how do you have such good special effects on other scenes and then like yes miss some you know but but i don't know like i i barely notice bad cgi especially when the story's good you know i mean like jurassic park like it's not actually jurassic park's amazing yeah but you know what i mean when the story is good and you're like into it there's like a level of disbelief yeah but i mean like if you like go back most of the classic like sci-fi or fantasy or action movies, they like balanced out special effects with practical. Yeah. Like the original Star Wars, how much of that like feels spacey because it's like they're in these costumes. Yeah. But then they use the lightsaber and that's special effects. Yeah. I don't know. It's a balancing act. I think we're like reaching peak of able to use special effects and mix in. Because, like, have you ever seen, like, scenes of, like, Wolf of Wall Street that are CGI'd? No. There's, like, a, a few ones that are, like, crazy. And you would never have known. And it just enhances everything a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, at the end, he's, like, playing tennis. And it's, like, at that, like, rehab thing. Like, it's just a normal tennis court. And they added all this stuff. Really? Into it. Yeah, it's crazy when they do it to, like, natural stuff now. And you, or, you know, or it's like, like CG. Ted, Ted Lasso. Uh... Do you know that when they use it in Ted Lasso? No. All the soccer games? Really? Not all of them, but, like, they'll they'll have a few shots where it's real people in the stands, right? And then it's, if it's, like, an action shot, they have it blurred out. But if you look close enough, they're, like, CGI'd people in the stands. Which, like, that's practical. Yeah. Because, like, cause like Especially during when COVID? When the fuck are they going to film with, like, 20,000 people in the stands? Yeah, during COVID? During COVID. <laughs> but, like, it makes sense that they can now take their time to film a really great action shot. <laughs> Not have to rush it because people are in the crowd and like. Yeah, you know the last time I noticed that it was really bad. When? Don't look up. Really? What scene? Um, the fucking um, 
um, Jeff Bezos ass dude when he was looking at his drone and it was like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I like, you know, even for some odd reason, like Iron Man always looks real to me. You know what I mean? Like those shits were crazy. Like, I, yeah, Iron mm-hmm. Man CGI was great to me where I'm like, oh, this actually looks like, you know, like obviously I know this isn't real, but it's like this, this looks so good to they, me. You they know? just were so detailed. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and every little movement makes sense and like yeah, like well Marvel's really figured it out, but like uh but seeing like that machine, I was like, Oh, I was like Iron Man would never build this shit. Like <laughs> Yeah. Uh but yeah. I movies. Movies, yeah. We said we weren't gonna do a long pod today. We lied to ourselves. It's two hours and forty three minutes. What? Yeah. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. No, it isn't. It is. No, it isn't. Look at it. Oh, no. <laughs> what time is it? Well, we started talking about CGI at 2.20. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> I believe so, or 2.25. Well, uh, we covered a lot of topics today. Yeah, this was good. This was good. This was Just like I was saying before, I'm <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> Like we need to not just talk about the movie forever. And, and then we were like, fuck, we did just talk about the movie forever. <laughs> that we also talked about other things forever. Yeah. If you're still listening, that's crazy. And we that's appreciate crazy. you. <laughs> Ooh, didn't mean disgusting. <laughs> uh, all right, let's fucking. What do you mean by that? Let's fucking end this shit, man. Thank you guys for listening. Follow uh, us at movieclub.com. Please do not. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, th- uh, fuck, man. Episode 49? So your pick next week. What are you going to wow. pick? I think I'm picking well, Paras- actually, Parasite. Unless, Parasite? Uh, yeah, unless okay. Tyler's coming back. So your mm-hmm. next pick will be Parasite, and next week might be Tyler's pick if he's on. Um, yeah. So that means it'll be Parasite for 51. Yeah. And then... We're doing the big I, Tanya. I can't wait to watch that robot movie. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All right, let's go ahead and close this shit out. I'd hit the movie club theme, but I'm going to hit something else. Oh, shit. Oh, dang. My computer tried to hoe you for a second, tried to play an Earl song. <laughs> I wouldn't have been mad. <laughs> could have could have been just as nice. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good one, and thank you for listening. <laughs>
Steve, I think your vocals are a little turned down on this. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to let you know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>